four, three, two, one. And we're live. This is a bummer of a fight week, but also an awesome fight week. Like, <laughs> I'm very excited. Did you see the, the latest countdown? What is it? Uh, all access? What do they call it? No. Embedded? Embedded. Yeah. I'm always trying to come up with the name of those There's things. Always, they're all the same, but yeah. all access, embedded, 24-7. Embedded is very good. I should I should remember the name. It's very good. They're all, yeah, they're and all this, good. And this new one is really good because it's got Max Holloway running on a treadmill, two treadmills over from Nurmagomedov, who's also running on a treadmill. And they're fucking very cool to each other. They're it's very cool. interesting. Khabib thanked him for taking the yeah. fight, which he should, yeah. which he should. Thanks for taking the fight. And then they have the same uh, weight coach. Like yeah, kind of, yeah, that's crazy. Lockhart, right? Is it, it's yeah, it's Lockhart. Yeah, it's Lockhart. Yeah, Lockhart right. is going. Is Lockhart working with Nurmagomedov yes, as well? Both of them. So Lockhart was like, Lockhart is legit. Like he goes over calculations of like how much you weigh, how much water you're going to take, and he's weighing things out. It took him an hour and a half to do the calculations. Yeah, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to wing this. It's like, no, 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 no. We're going to do this weight cut correctly and he's got it down to the day you know like it's six days to lose i think he was 171 is that is that, is that i was wondering what he, what did he start at is it 171 yeah so i think he's got to lose 16 pounds what's crazy is when max was on my show i was talking to him a little bit off air and this is on record i'm not spilling anything that he didn't say but he just goes you know i with the injury there go, right there jesus Im- christ embedded embedded i think is better than that ufc uh not ufc the hbo ones i think it's better 24 7 yeah how dare you i, I think it's better the than 24 7 when there's a big fight yeah i you think know why? i think because in general they're better raw. i think well i think in general they're better because yeah. they do more of it yep but a 24 7 they're like, very they're, good they're fucking good they're very good with leave shriver oh it's I love that Bro, guy. watch your words, son. I love that guy. But yeah. I like these better. You remember when they had the alley cat leaf driver? Yeah. He's like, tonight, here we go. But it was nowhere near <laughs> it was the no same. Good. Yeah, it was horrible. I'd they like fired this him. because there's, there's almost no narration, right? Yeah. It's almost just it tells all the story. footage. I want to see the footage. I would have liked the video of when they called Max with the fight. Because oh. from what I heard, he goes, Khabib, that's the guy in the world. Fuck yeah, let's go. Which wow. is insane. I will, I'll, why don't they have a video of that? That no one knew. I don't think they knew, you know, to, to turn the video on. I don't think Max knew why they were calling. That would be he an amazing video. Of him being like... Especially and if he wins. This my thing with Max is I think Khabib is the toughest fight in the world on six days' notice. I'd rather fight anybody else in the world than Khabib on six days because his style and just his tenacity. But yeah. with, for Max... Win, lose, or draw, whatever happens Saturday night, if you don't respect and like him even more after this, you're a moron. You're a fucking moron. There's very few champions on a run like Max Holloway's on that would be willing to take this fight on six days' notice. And also, I should say, coming off of a broken foot. Correct. So he had to pull out of a fight with a broken foot with Frankie Edgar, which just happened. So, I mean, how healed is he? And, that, that, and like I said, on my show, he was saying, you know, I've, I've been doing some jujitsu, been in the swing of things. I've, for me, it's good because I haven't been balls deep into training. I've been mm-hmm. just been doing a little jujitsu, you know, getting a light workout, but it gives me time with my family. Mm-hmm. He goes, which, and he goes, you know, this in camp, you're present, but you're not, which is true. And he goes, you know, so I'm going through it. I'm, I'm with my son and the family, but I'm thinking about something else. He goes, so right. this has been good for me to really focus on my family. That was what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Wow. So then, bam, you're fighting Khabib. And the reason why he wants to fight Khabib is because he thinks Khabib's the best pound for pound fighter in the world. Yeah. And which is nuts because. You know, when you look at Khabib's resume, it's good. It's, 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 it doesn't blow your hair back. It, he's 25-0, and 0, for God's sake. It's good. But it's not like all this crazy, you know, 
big names on his record. Right. But you talked. I, I was just in San Jose. John Fitch goes, dude, uh, and this is John Fitch. Yeah, you know, could be you know, welterweight goat. He's fucking not goat, but he's goddamn good. He goes. I've never seen anyone in my lifetime like Khabib. He goes, I fought GSP in his prime. He would beat him. That's how Whoa. good he is. DC said he's the pound for pound greatest fighter he's ever seen. DC said that he hand fights with him. Like DC's well, the heavyweight strike force champion. He said, he goes, dude, we go to war. War. We go to war. War. Like imagine that. DC's a gorilla. He's jacked. I mean, DC's got some body fat on him. He's strong as a fucking ox. DC's so goddamn talented. He's it's so not funny. good. It's not even watch, funny. Watch when DC throws Josh Barnett through the air. When they fought Strike Force, you just go, Jesus. Remember when he did the Hendo? Beast. Dude, offensive. the Hendo fight was offensive. He's a goddamn American. He was offensive. He ragdolled Hendo and couldn't be a cooler guy. Like DC, the nicest guy ever. DC might be the nicest fighter of all time. One of my favorite people, him or Max, they're up there. I love them. For nicest fighters. Of I don't all know time. Max as well as I know DC because I've done so many shows with him. But for DC, as good as he is, to say that him and Khabib go to war, I'm like, that's crazy. Dude, Josh Thompson, who's the captain of AK, said, you know, Ed Ruth, Penn State, three time national champion, freak, just started doing MMA in Bellator, complete freak wrestling. He, I was in San Jose, and he, yeah, I, I did a show with him, and he, I go, what were you doing? He goes, oh, I just came from practice, Khabib's second-to-last practice. I go, what was he doing? He goes, uh, just straight wrestling. I said, oh, who was he wrestling? He goes, Ed Ruth. And I go, oh, my God, the Penn State like legend? He goes, yeah, man. I go, how's that go down? And he's like, the only one of them's going down. It ain't Khabib. I'm like, what? Ed what? Ruth? And he goes, oh, he goes, bro. It, I've never seen anything like it. So what? there's just this legend of Khabib. They scare, when they tell me that, it scares me. Like, Jesus. what? Well, what are you, we going to do? You see it in action when you saw the Barboza fight. He's walking towards him like a zombie, gets a hold of him, and just ragdolls him. Just ragdolls him. But this is what's great about this fight, and this is what makes our sport so special is, yeah, I'm super bummed. I've been in deep depression because Ferguson fell out, and we've talked about this off air. But... Our sport's so special because what Max Holloway has the chance to do Saturday night, if he can beat him, if he can somehow pull that out, there's nothing like in professional sports. Mm. There's nothing like it. If LeBron goes out, the team still goes on, it's whatever. If Tom Brady gets hurt, it sucks, but they still play. Here, you know, man, Max has a huge chance. Now, are the odds stacked against him? Good God, are they ever. There mm. couldn't be a worse matchup for him. But it, what's the one Achilles heel, if there is one for Khabib, a guy who can strike going backwards. Max Holloway's pretty fucking good at going backwards. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating fight if there was no controversy. If it wasn't like a six-day time period for him. But that's what's so great. Yeah, that's no, what's kind of cool. The only other fight that's been like that was uh, Nate, when Nate took on Connor in the first Here's fight. the difference, though. Nate's the bigger guy, <clears throat> right? Nate's right. the bigger guy, the more seasoned guy there. So for Nate, it's like, yeah, it was short notice, but that's a rough matchup for Connor. Right, you know, Connor right. should be an underdog in that fight. They don't even fight at the same weight class, so that makes a little yeah, more they sense. Do. But wait a minute, they do. Nate Nate fights at fifty five. Uh, before that, though, he's fighting at seventy, right? No, 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 no. He only fought three times at seventy. But he's fought at seventy. Is right. the point? He fought at Connor's 70. never fought at seventy. Right, but if Con when Connor fought him at seventy, that was seventy. Yeah, Connor's never fought. He's not a seventy pounder. Right, but I mean, Nate when he fought seventy, it didn't go well. I mean, who did he fight? He fought Rory McDonald at seventy. Tough matchup. Um, who else did he fight? What else did he fight at 70? Um, but he lost his fights at 70, I think. Wasn't great at... No, he didn't lose all of them. Wasn't well, great won at... one? Yeah, wasn't great at 70. How, but the thing is, he's the bigger man. 
He's a, he's, he's he's a much bigger, bigger but, guy. But if they agreed to fight at 155, he would make the 155 weight limit. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it, like, there was all this talk about him being so much bigger than Connor. Oh, he's bigger for sure. He's Joe. taller. He's taller. He's a bigger he's a man. Bigger, he's a bigger guy. He walks around heavier. Well, when he gets heavier, but when they fight at 55, he makes that weight, and Connor makes that weight tough too. They both struggle to make 155. Mm, it's a much easier cut for Connor at 55. It's not the hardest cut. But when you look at the difference between how he looks physically when he fought Nate at 170 and how he looks when he's, you know, 145, he was awful. I was going to say, like he's on Connor can make 145. Nate could never. I mean, there's, there's no chance. He probably chance. could have made it if when he, cut he was his leg the off. Ultimate Fighter. When cut, he was cut a leg off. <laughs> you know, like, realistically, he's not making 45. Well, he was very thin during the Ultimate Fighter days. Remember? We well, have to Manny be because you're an Ultimate Fighter, right? So you right. have to make weight basically three times in a row. Well, I just think he filled in, too. I mean, he was really young back then, too. 100%, but you have to the, maintain a lower weight. Yeah. That's the closest fight to it, though. That, I agree. That fight's No, the I agree with you. But, and the same kind of balls that Nate has is like what, what... But Max, the difference is that, like, Max is taking on a guy that everybody's avoiding. No one's been able to solve the riddle of Khabib. No one's even ever, even put him in jeopardy. Like, he's, he's undefeated. Michael Johnson hit him, but that really wasn't... You know, Who knows what was going a little bit. We were talking about that the other day. Who knows what was going on in that fight? Because that was a fight where he had the same issue cutting weight that he did when he had to pull out of the Ferguson fight, where his body shut down. Correct. So who knows? He had that same issue with the Michael Johnson. He might have been severely compromised in that fight, even though he beat the fuck out of him. Agree. The difference between McGregor and Diaz is that they'll both keep it on the feet, really, right? Yeah. Diaz is a phenomenal boxer. Connor's yeah. phenomenal striker. Max Holloway, phenomenal striker. Khabib, phenomenal grappler. So yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's even more of a task because Khabib's not going to sit there and strike. He, what a, that's your one way to win? Cool. I'm the best grappler on earth. Yeah. He'll entertain it for a little bit, but you're, if, he, if he wants you down, there's literally no one in the world from, I'll say, 155 to 170 who he's not going to take down. I want to see, I really want to see him in some straight grappling competition. Do you? Hearing, hearing this? Yeah. Hearing that about how, how amazing he is in the training room? I'll tell you hear what, it from a guy like DC. I know. And and, and Fitch and, and Thompson. Fitch, yeah. I mean, you're talking about mm -hmm. all like yep. pioneers of the sport. Yeah, animals. I want to see him against Woodley at 70. I think 70 yeah. is his natural weight class. Yeah. I think he'd probably be a lot healthier. Imagine that. Imagine, Imagine being Woodley stronger and, and healthier. Woodley and Khabib? Jesus. What? But Woodley's a different thing, man. You you miss. You you fuck up, and you, you leave yourself in a position to get hit with one of those nuclear bombs. Oh, he'll knock you out. Woodley could put people to sleep. And he like can grapple his ass off. Grapple his ass off, hard to take down, and puts people to sleep with one shot. I don't think Woodley gets his due, and I think the best evidence is the, the two fights that people point to where they say that like Woodley should have done better. Those are the the Thompson fights the, and he, the Maya he, fight the Maya fight but Maya never got hurt like he hurt, he hit Maya a bunch of times but it was uneventful because he was hurt Woodley was hurt early in the first round with the shoulder he fucked his shoulder up but obviously like he fought first. Maya the way he should fight Maya if you don't want to go to the ground 100% but my point is in those two fights with Thompson Woodley was the one who hurt Thompson he, he hurt him yeah. bad bad in both fights almost stopped him in both fights yeah I don't see them ever fight again but I hear you great yeah. fight yeah yeah I, I, I can, I'll pass, hard pass for If me. it was a crazy UFC 200 card and that was on it, I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> me it neither. was one of. But, don't, <laughs> <laughs> but as a main event, I get it. I, I get, get it. it. I like I get it. White people are saw upset. it twice. I, wow, cool. Yeah, no, that's a super complicated equation to solve. Well, I'm set. I'm set, though. They're just not good dance <laughs> if partners. If it was the same thing, if they just said, no, this time's going to be different. I'm going to war. I'm going yeah. to war. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. And then f two rounds in, you're like, no. Like, you bastards. <laughs> They're just circling each other. That's like. 
Dana on uh, Ferguson and Khabib. He's like, that fight's never happening. A fifth time, not yeah. happening. I'm like, I get it. I get it, man. It's well, such a bummer, though. Let's talk business. Like, I don't know how many pay-per-views this was going to do, but uh, for the hardcore fans, this was a big one. This was a big one. Because this is the first time Khabib is fighting a guy that's super versatile, that can fight standing up, can knock you out with one shot, tough as fuck, has incredible endurance, and can grapple off his back. And the most dangerous guy Khabib will ever face. Yeah, Tony Ferguson has the perfect style to test so we could really find out where Khabib's at, because we know where Tony's at. We, and we kind of know where Khabib's at. Do we? We kind of do. We said the Barboza fight, in my opinion, was the best example of it. Dos Anjos. Dos Anjos was great. Oh, that's old school Dos Anjos. That's, uh, Dos Anjos also compromised to make 155. Correct. Dos Anjos at 170. Different animal. That's a different fucking animal. That's a totally different beast. And that I think Dos Anjos is one of those guys where you point to a perfect example of a guy whose body just was not allowing him to compete at 155. Agreed. Because he's an He's a fucking animal in animal. his mind. I mean, he no one works harder than that guy. Yeah. You see that guy train? Uh, yes, I have. You've seen him in person, right? Yes, monster, What's, monster. Yeah. However, and how about he's fighting Colby Covington oh, in, Brazil. in Brazil? Enjoy that, Colby. Good luck, Colby. <laughs> Good God. Security, please, well, security. Too, super hard to take down. Real hard to take down. And brutal leg kicks. And I don't know he's a what fucking, on the too. yeah, what 90-minute butt video he's been doing every day, but his legs are I gigantic. Know. Rumpy rump. <laughs> That Brazilian shitter on him is just, he, I don't know what squats, front squats. Dude, I don't know what kind of crazy shit he's doing. I know he did some training in the past a lot with uh, Nick Curson out of Speed of Sport. Nick helped him quite a bit. Nick's, you know, the Marv Marinovich uh, disciple. Yeah. And he does all that crazy shit that Marv had BJ doing. He was doing, he's got a lot, there's a ton of videos online of Dos Anjos. Is training. he working with Perello? Jason Perello? Yeah. I don't know. Is he? Is Dos Anjos and Perello? I, God, I think he is. is he? I, rem I remember seeing him at the Ruka gym. Is Perello the greatest coach of all? Like, he's like, you're very, having problems with your career? Come here. Very and just good. being cyborg. I mean, just these monsters. And you know what? Good dude. Great guy. And, and doesn't want the spotlight. Zero. He doesn't want to be out on camera. Yeah. Doesn't want anything to do. And when I, I was telling him, I think he's doing a great job. Dude shakes your hand, looks you in the eye. Like, he's right there. He's right there. Thank you. He's, like, right there. And he won't work with just Ten anyone Scott. either, which is what I like. I like what he did with Bisping. He helped Bisping a lot. Yeah, Bisping know? became world champion. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a fucking great coach. Back to Khabib. You know who I think, and I'm not just saying this because he's my boy I've known forever, but you know who I think could be his Achilles heel who matches up better with him than anyone? Who? Everyone's overlooking. Brian Ortega. Ooh, that's a good point. Brian Ortega is a big dude at 55, easy weight cut for him and but hit on the ground on the ground he's the most dangerous guy in the world right now yeah i think so too i think the way he locks up submissions is very different it's like if everybody else is hitting it at a seven or an eight ortega's hitting it at 10 where you watch and you go oh that's different and you haven't seen it so yeah. for khabib who he's how long he's grappled freaking grizzly bear since he was four yeah. he and he's seen sambo he's yeah. seen black belt jiu-jitsu he's seen all this stuff you're not going to catch him yeah with ortega it's a little different and he actually encourages you to go to the ground yeah. And he's he's dangerous on his feet, but on the grounds where he thrives. Isn't it funny how that thing about going to the ground? What is it? Brian says Ortega wrote. For the record, Dana called me yesterday to see if I'd step in against Khabib since Max hadn't responded yet. I said yes. Eventually, Max replied, and gave, Dana gave him the fight. If all goes according to plan, I'll get my turn at both of them. Ooh, it's a phenomenal fight for Brian Ryan. Ortega. Just stylistically, <laughs> I went. Mm. And if I'm Khabib. Khabib goes, why would I fight Ortega? He's a phenomenal fighter, but he doesn't have a belt, he doesn't have a big right. name. Why would, right. And it's the most dangerous fight for him, I think. 
And it's it's also, I mean, Ortega became a much bigger star with the Frankie Edgar knockout, much bigger star. But is a ways to go. Yeah, Max Holloway is Legit. one of the best fighters on the planet. <clears throat> That's a really interesting fight. Tor Ortega's got there's something about his jujitsu, man. It's like it's on. It's just ramped up and sharpened down to like such a just a razor's edge, man. When he grabs a hold of stuff, you like you have very little room to get out. You know? Yeah, and it's it, he sets it up from the clinch, and it's mm -hmm. a very unconventional in the head snaps, especially like Tony Ferguson with the dark chokes where he you know snap yeah. city. Yeah. However, what what I wanted to see in this Ferguson Khabib fight with the snap city is like Josh Thompson and Fitch are like, oh no, we've never seen Khabib get his neck snapped down ever. That's it's for him. It's a pride thing. Growing up where he grew up, there, no one snaps his neck down. He, no one's snapping him down. <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm all. <laughs> that's so crazy. Well, that's Tony's thing. They go watch. <clears throat> Watch. Yeah. No one's ever snapping his neck down. Ever. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. Fitch is like, I've never seen him lose a round. I'm like, what, what the fuck? What are we this, doing? These goddamn legends. I these know. people like this. And I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm drinking it too. I'm so into this Kool-Aid. Wear that hat Saturday night, sir. Yeah. Damn. I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by this fight. I'm always fascinated when Khabib fights because you're always wondering, like, what's the first guy that's going to be able to give him something different? See, I look at it different. I look at it like, all right, I hear all this crazy talk about Khabib. Let's see it. Like, I want right, to right, see right. that pound-for-pound pound greatness out of him. Let me get it. Well, you, don't you think you saw it in the Barboza fight? No. I think Barboza's one-dimensional. I think uh, I think we did see, and I think people are taking for granted how good Khabib of a grappler is, because mm -hmm. you talk to Frankie, you talk to Eddie Alvarez, I go, how hard is it to take down Barboza? They go, oh, it's damn near impossible in training. Like, we don't get them down very easily, and they're badasses. Right. So you go, what Khabib did, we didn't think he was going to be able to do. And if you look at that third round when Barbosa's like, he gets taken down, and he's like kind of cage crawling, you look at his face, it, he looks like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, there's sheer panic. Yeah. And that's the difference between Khabib and the rest of these fighters. That's why it's the worst to fight him on short notice, because it's not going to be fast. You yeah. know, it's not going to be fun for you. It's a smashing. Yeah, it's, I feel like we've seen, we've seen the pound-for-pound pound greatness in him, like the potential for it, but we need to see him against pound-for-pound pound greats. Yeah, well, that's how you get, get yeah. there. And, and, that's, and, that's and you have to show so up, about like Saturday. Connor Aldo, right? right? right, right that right. quick knockout, mm -hmm. or DC, Gus Finn, John yeah. Jones, DC. Like, yeah. There's certain times in your career where you have these signature wins. He doesn't have a signature win. Right. Well, I think the Barboza is as close as you can get, but Barboza's lost to a few guys. He lost to Tony, got Darce choked, and Bus Cowboy. Yep, yep. But he's also very he's he's one dimensional. Yeah, he's you're not right. he's not phenomenal on the ground. Right. He's a good anti wrestler. His striking is phenomenal, but yeah. overall right. package. Yeah, and that that is the difference, right? Is the really good guys always threaten takedowns, always threaten submissions. He just doesn't do that. He he stands up. He's, he's phenomenal at it. He's yeah. a specialist stand-up, but... I mean, stand-up is wicked. He's got some of the best stand-up in the world, for sure, uh, in MMA. I mean, Barboza's so fast, too. Such a... Wonderboy, Barboza, they're right up there. Darren Till. Yeah. Darren Till and Wonderboy is going to be a motherfucker. How about Wonderboy? I, I saw a quote coming yeah. in here where he goes, Who's I'm not Till? that impressed with Darren Till. Who is he? I'm like... Did you learn nothing from the Cowboy fight? Even I learned from that. I talked shit. I was like, man, why would Cowboy take this? I don't really know who Darren Till is. And then my inbox just flooded with shit. And even Darren yeah. Till went off on me. And I look him up like, oh, my God, this guy's a monster. He's an animal. Doesn't he have a gorilla tattoo or something? 
Does he? He's got gorillas all over his, like, uses it in his screen name and Twitter. Well, he's a gorilla. He's a gorilla. He's a Liverpool gorilla. <laughs> he's a bad motherfucker. And for Wonder Boy, who's rehabbing his thumbs, and it's just like, mm-hmm. all right, if you want this. And well, then what happens if Wonder, let's say Wonder Boy were to win, which I don't think he is, unfortunately. Let's say really? I don't. You think you I'm think on the Till Till get him? I just, yeah, I think there's this Are kind you of. Darren Till dick rider? A little bit. Right little now, bit? I'm I'm hard dick riding on Khabib, <laughs> Till. There's a few guys. DC always, Connor always, always, always. 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 Brian Ortega. I dick ride Mighty Mouse, for sure. Yeah, you do dick ride that guy. <clears throat> I think he's the You've best. You've been that way forever. I think he's the best. I, think, I mean, that's fair. He needs a guy to challenge him. Isn't he fighting Cejudo again? Who I love Cejudo, but it's like, that shit's do you ridiculous. guys hate fucking money? <laughs> that shit's ridiculous. I mean, Cejudo's a beast, no doubt about it. And I love what Cejudo did uh, against uh, Wilson Hayes. I was like, holy shit, this is like a different Cejudo. He looks like a karate champion. Yeah, I get all that. Did you see what Mighty Mouse did? To, yeah, he went yeah. right through him. Oh, he, oh, you're black belt? Cool. He's huge. Get arm bar. Arm bar. Yeah, and what he, he did to Cejudo. Yeah. Oh, you like to clinch? Check these out. The tight, oh, the Olympics? Tight. That's very cool. Check yeah. this knee out, yeah. sir. Knees to the body is fat. I grabbed him once, just joking around, playing. He hit me in the body with a knee so fast. <laughs> it was <laughs> confusing. It was confusing. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Like, I go, I go, I gotcha. He turns around. Whoosh. I'm like, hey. Hey, man. That's not supposed to go that quick. <laughs> like, there's supposed to be... I see you move. I get to think no, this man. might come my way. Here it is. No, it was already there Different before animal. I realized he was doing it. He's so fucking fast. Why? And did do we know why the TJ fight's not going down? Dude, I don't know, but that one bums me out. That There's one few bums me, that out. Bum me out. That is a that's a fucking gigantic super fight. Like, why wouldn't he take that fight? Well, first of all, Mighty Mouse right now is rehabbing a shoulder surgery. So it's going to be a while. He was doing those, you know that bow thing they do, that flexy thing? Yeah. He was doing some of those exercises the other day on Instagram. I'm looking at him like, okay, that's a guy that's got, like, he's got some scar tissue to work out. Like, that's not, that's not healed up. Did he get surgery or no? Yeah, he got surgery. Mm. So he's out for a little bit. And TJ probably doesn't want to wait. I don't know if that's what the case is. I don't know what the case is. You know, I mean, shoulder surgery, six months. I mean, so you wait three months and then you have a three-month camp, you know? I mean, if but they wouldn't announce it, yeah, right? No, I mean, I don't even know. You can't even say that because but once TJ you start going hard, you might not be able to go. If you, Matt Hume and Mighty Mouse are about as smart as it gets when it comes to preparation. Correct. So there's no way they would take that fight if his shoulder wasn't 100 percent or no. any fight and risk his legacy because he loses no. that fight. Everyone's like, "Told you!" And they wouldn't go hard early to test it. No, they, hell no. They would let it. Well, look at Wood- Woodley's been out a little bit because of his shoulder. Yeah, you, yeah, he got shoulders shoulder, are tricky. Shoulder surgery. Yeah, he was in here like right after he got it. He said he's going to heal up quick. Yeah, and he might PRP all that. Yeah, he's going to do all the PRP. Uh, you know, this as much you know different therapies, cryo. I'm sure it's probably it still takes a while, even with all our advances. Stem it's definitely cells. faster. Yeah, but now now he's forced to fight, and I. I see what the UFC is doing, where they do an interim belt between Colby and Dos Anjos, where the you know it's interim belt. So now Woodley, you literally have to fight the winner of this. Yeah, you have to fight him. It's a very sneaky. Move. They have a belt. What are you gonna do? You want a super fight? Nope. This guy has a belt. I get both Not sides here. <clears throat> if it's Dos Anjos, if Dos Anjos beats Colby, Dos Anjos lightweight champion now welterweight champion. That's a, I mean, that's a great a big fight. Deal. That's a yeah. great great. You fight. could have Dos Anjos sitting there with two belts on his shoulders. I mean, it, and then what do you do with Darren Till? Let's say he, for whatever reason, walks through Wonder Boy, which is you know tough to do. But to say he walks through him, which Woodley you know struggled a little bit, walks through him, and Wonder Boy's the number one guy. 
Now Darren Till jumps up to number one, or is Dos Santos? Does that work that way? Because the the ratings are fucking screwy, man. Oh, they're, Some, they're, sometimes I see a guy who beat a guy, and then the, that guy who he beat is still ranked ahead of him. They're a nightmare. All, all they are, all the ratings do now. It almost hurts if you're a guy like Sean Shelby or Dana trying to make these matchups because guy who's at fourth, they go, hey, we want you to fight seven. He's like, no, he's seven. I have nothing to gain from that. Where before it was like, hey, we want you to fight this guy. He's a name. He's on a seven fight win streak. We don't right. know what ranking he is, but we know he's damn good. Right. So guys were more willing to take it. Now they, they nope. He's seven. What, I, I want number one. Exactly. Right. I need three, four, you know. Yeah, that's weird. It hurts us. Well, it's also weird. Like, the UFC could just, they just decide who's fighting. I mean, it's the whole thing. The business is so interesting because it's like they decide who's fighting. They decide who's champion. They decide, Tony, you're not champion anymore. We're going to strip you. It's like, put it. I How fell. I, I fell. I, 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 I don't want this to happen. He was at the Fox Studios. Yeah, like, he was doing. I twist my knee. But he was working for the UFC when he fell. I mean, he's doing uh, his his obligations, his press obligations. It's very strange to strip him of a belt when he never lost it, and he has the longest winning streak. And then, and I mean, he but also fell. Khabib has no belt. <laughs> Khabib has there's no belt. Khabib gonna was going to take the belt. belt. They're going to make up a belt. And then Connor has the belt at 55. Right. So what do you do with that belt? Well, what they were planning on doing, I believe, and now they've kind of let the cat out of the bag because they said it's going to be for the world lightweight title. They were going to strip Connor the moment something happened, like the moment the fight started. That's when they were going to strip Connor. They're going to announce because that? If, yeah, because if they'd stripped him beforehand, then what happens if. Tony doesn't make weight or something. Tony makes weight yeah, all the time. What if, no what if Khabib doesn't make weight? Then what the fuck do you Legit have? concern. Then yeah. you have nothing. That so you sense. already stripped him? Are we going to give it back to him? Are going to give it back to him? No. Confusing. So what if he wants to fight again? Now he's not the champ anymore? The fuck kind of shit it's is this? It's strange. So they waited. And the idea was to wait. But now they're in a desperado situation. They, they Street lose. desperado. <laughs> Six uh, days. Still a belt on the line. Not only that, fucking April Fool's. April Fool's Day, it happens. I didn't believe a goddamn word of it. Jimmy Smith starts texting me. I'm like, fuck that, dude. I'm not falling for it. Jamie texted me. I'm like, I'm not falling for it. You texted me? You go, bro, it's <laughs> April Fool's. I'm like, I know. But Dana, I said, Dana released a video. And he's, listen, I'm sure he likes a good April Fool's joke. But what he likes more is money and pay-per-view buys. You can't honey dick the fans. I'm like, psych, it's back on. Right. These people are going to be pissed they and not buy pissed. it. That's a good point. I didn't buy it. I still was like, maybe it's just an elaborate PR scam. I didn't even tweet about it until the next day. I know. I was tweeting about other shit. People were like, what the fuck, bro? This is going down. You're not even tweeting about it. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm I not going to jump I in. I checked with you, and I, then I checked with uh, Josh Thompson, who works closely with uh, Khabib. And then, I, so boom, there's my two main guys. And I went, all right, Ariel. I saw Ariel tweet. I'm like, God, he's a like journalist. I'm a, I'm yeah. a, I'm an ass clown. He's a legit journalist. Right. Like he, he he has the you know credibility. So I went, bro, is this real? And he goes, I would never joke around like that, Brendan. I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's right. Well, I went straight to his jujitsu coach. I called Eddie, talked to him on the phone. You're a good friend. Yeah. So and Eddie gave me the full rundown of what happened with Tony. It's like. He saw somebody and he turned to say hi to somebody, didn't see some wires on the ground, tripped over some wires and just blew his shit out. And Eddie was on the podcast yesterday and Eddie was saying that Tony wanted to fight or day before yesterday, Tony wanted to fight. They wouldn't let him fight. Yeah. His, his ligament is torn LCL, from right? the bone. Which yeah. is rare, which is hard to do. I don't, where's that one? Lateral. Lateral. Whatever. Collateral oh, ligament, cool. some shit. Anyways, but do you think uh, it would if, if if it went <clears throat> tripping off that? Is that a freak accident, or do you think it would have went during the fight? It's hard to say. 
Oh, I bet it was a freak, freak accident, accident, right? Yeah. To, especially at LCL. Accident. Yeah. I mean, the way they said it. But first of all, what Dana said was very savage. What did he say? Dana said, uh, he wears those sunglasses indoors. That should happen to everybody that wears sunglasses indoors. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Larry David quote. That's the Larry, have you heard the Larry David quote? What? He goes, there's only two type of people that wear sunglasses indoors. Blind people and assholes. <laughs> it's true, man. It's so true. It's, it's so true. Don't wear those it's such indoors. such a weird thing, man, especially at night. Like, what are you doing? It's so hard to see. What is this? What are you doing? I've seen a guy in a club when I used to go to clubs. He'd have his glasses on, and then people walk by, he'd lift them up to look around, then put them back down because you can't see shit. The biggest tools wear glasses just to fights. They oh, wear dude. sunglasses, and they sit there with their... Fucking sunglasses on, like especially celebrities that do that. It's like come celebrities on, do that. It's like get get a grip. However, well, it's weird. I mean, that's like when you know you fucked up. You got too famous. You have to wear sunglasses at a fight. That's you sit in the front row with sunglasses. And your on. boys just like, nah, I like it, man. Yeah, wear those indoors. That makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Same if you wear like a peacock coat, and your boys are like, that's all good. I'm gonna start doing podcasts like this, dude. That stresses me out from now on. That podcast. stresses me out. Sam Tripoli did a podcast like this. Did she you say something? In. What? Did you say something to him? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? And I put mine on. <laughs> I put mine on. And we, we've done it before with uh, sunglasses with NASA outfits. That's you hilarious. Know, that. Delia, <laughs> Delia did, our, did the fire and the kid with sunglasses on. I go, bro, you got to take the sunglasses off. He goes, my future's too bright. You're just too right. And I went, oh, fuck, mine too. And I put my glasses on. And the calendar goes, shit, I don't have my sunglasses. Yeah, it's a weird thing, sunglasses. That's a hilarious yeah. quote by Dana, though. Yeah, hilarious. Hilarious. And especially considering how much money he's losing on this can fight. You, can you imagine? Can you imagine getting a call that close and be like, what? Well, it keeps happening. It keeps happening. It keeps happening. Does it? It's happened to a bunch magnitude? of times. It's happened a bunch of times. This one, the MMA gods are like, you morons. I'm trying to do you a favor here. What was the most recent one where that happened? Where Cyborg stepped in last minute? This close? Yeah. So the last one. Cyborg stepped in. Who? Oh, that was Max Holloway. Breaks Max his Holloway foot. and Wasn't Frank Yeager. But then there was the Ferguson one with Khabib where Khabib's liver shut down. They had to take him to the fucking hospital. That was a bummer. That was a bummer. This has happened a ton of times. The, was the worst one John Jones? The UFC 200? Oh, DC? Remember the, the right literally the day before? You're like, what? But I wonder if that's better for the UFC. Shitty business either way. But is it better for the UFC? Because people, we've already seen the hype where he bought in. Yeah. And then like the next day, like, what the, where's John? Like, oh yeah, you didn't hear that? Like, does that help them more? Or does this, where you at least can promote a little bit with Max Holloway? You can promote a little bit with Max Holloway. And it's an interesting fight. It's a very interesting fight. Yeah, there's a lot of those men that happen. You're like, What? Which one was the John Jones DC one? UFC 200. And that well, what was the the thing that John did? Which one was that? Remember that? Um, was that the Coke one? Yeah, I think that was the Coke one. No, they, no the Coke was. He got no, away was with this the was Coke Dick one. Pills. Oh, Dick remember pills. He, he was yeah. like, "Hey, we got to strip, but we got to pull him from the card." And then DC fought Anderson Silva. That's right. On like two That's days right. notice, Anderson. And yeah. then DC didn't win any fans of that because he just kind of. Yeah, yeah, he just It's a weird fight. Him. He just wrestled him and it was whatever. Well, Still Anderson won, though. front kicked him in the gut, too, and I think he hurt him. Yeah, it was messed up. That was <sighs> awkward. Yeah. And that, but it happens in sports. This, uh, this is what I think makes fighting so great. So great. Max has an opportunity that no one else in the world in sports can have. And yeah. then, you know, then look at Canelo Triple G. It's it. In, in combat sports, this is what we deal with. Yeah. Canelo, that's the biggest fight of the year. Biggest fight everyone wants to see, the rematch of the year, and then tainted meat. 
Do you buy the tainted meat? Absolutely not, sir. I've had many tacos in Mexico, and I'm not swole. Yeah, but you're not getting tested for trace amounts of clenbuterol. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have the golden snitch come to my house just for the fucks of it. Just to dribble. Maybe I'm still in the testing protocol. Mm, interesting. No, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I'd see some sort of change. But tri even Triple G's camp goes, uh, last fight he was on it. What else is new? Now, why, did Triple, why do you think they said that? He, I don't know. I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure Gennady's been in there with what a, over four, 500 people now, 400 people, mm -hmm. and he just said in his experience he can tell who's on PDs and who's not, and he thought Canelo was. Do you buy that? Okay, uh, like, I, do, I do. I do because as a fighter, as a fighter, there's guys I fought who I assumed were okay. But what about Woodley? A guy like Woodley who has cr tremendous genetics. He's always been like that, though. right? Always been like that, but so is Canelo, no? Mm, you, you look at him, he's, he's gotten pretty swole. Now, he's getting older, though, so it could be that, too. He's just, as you get older, you put on more size. Well, the big one was Manny. Manny was the one that everybody was always accusing. And Manny was the first, I mean, Manny went up eight weight classes. Yeah. <laughs> and kept his knockout power. He's fighting as a little boy and then just was like. Crazy. I mean, and kept the knockout power. True. And. Most people thought that Manny was on PEDs. Correct. And then they thought that Manny got off PEDs when he fought Juan Manuel Marquez and he got starched. But he got, but there's two there's a two sided story there. He got off PEDs and he also found Jesus Christ. So he stopped going to strip clubs. He stopped hanging out with girls. But he stopped having fun. And then right. got serious about Jesus and got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Jesus then he saw was, Jesus in that fight. Jesus was like, listen, <laughs> if you want to be a savage, you got to live like a savage. Jesus is like, I'm not even advising this, man. Just fucking do your thing. <laughs> Keep taking steroids. Yeah, take them steroids. Jesus is like, listen, I made steroids. Okay. Yeah, so I can't steroids, steroids came from God. That wheatgrass ain't going to help you, son. Yeah, this yeah. Is, I, that's good for you, but you need steroids. It's good, too. but you're going to need this too. <clears throat> Depends on what you are. I mean, if you want to be a 147 pound knockout artist. I mean, but Mar Marquez is no uh, stranger to the uh, no. Mexican supplements. No. Either. No, 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 no. Well, his, <laughs> they had the same strength and conditioning coach when Manny found Jesus. His old strength and conditioning coach went over went to the dark to side. Went Matt Juan Manuel Marquez. He was always on the dark Stayed side. Stayed on the dark side. <clears throat> that dude was always on the dark yeah. side. Yeah. According what, what was his people name? I know. Uh, Abel? Alex. Alex. Alex Ariza. Ariza. Yes. Yeah. Good call, yeah, brother. Yeah. yeah. He knows his shit, man. He knows his shit. And I don't know whether or not he got anybody on PEDs or they're just blaming him. No, but he I, knows his shit. As a strength and conditioning coach, that guy's very, very good. Yeah, I would have worked with him if I was fighting. I saw the stuff that he was doing with Juan Manuel Marquez. I was like, this guy's, he's super legit. And he brings those guys up to like modern levels of performance. Correct. Not know? the old school like, shit. Yeah. Some of the old school shit to, to this day, I think chopping wood, that's all legit, man. Sledgehammers on tires. That's I think it's good to add in. I agree. I think it's good to add in. I think deadlifts, all that stuff. And yeah. I, but I think you mix that with the new wave of technology, mm -hmm. and now you got something. Well, like what I was saying about Nick Curson and that Marvin Renner. Method. It's all it's plyos, man. Everything's like jump, yeah. box jumps, and movement. Yeah, left, right, left, right, left, right. You know, Curson said something very interesting to me when I said, like, what do you think fighters are missing most, like strength condition wise? He said foot strength. That makes sense. It totally makes sense. You know who's who's been on that ball since God, since I've known him is Lauren Landau, who I yeah. worked with in Denver. And now right. he just got the gig as the number. He's the head condition coach of the Denver Broncos. Whoa! But he was making us work out barefoot forever, really? even as football players. Steve Maxwell was always on that too. Yeah, all his kettlebell work. There's some of those guys who it's like, oh, this is all new, and then you talk to like a Lauren or that Maxwell guy, like, uh, we've been doing this for like 20 years. So yeah, you guys are just now finding out about it. Well, so many people, you know, you, you see so many people working out with like high, thick ass running shoes, 
that are all spongy on the bottom. Yeah, I'd be one of them. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah, but but you're problems. not training for a fight right now. No, you know I mean? no. But if you were, you would try to optimize everything, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I used to wear those five uh, finger. Mm -hmm. to, I'd wear those to run. I'd wear those on the track. I'd wear those during uh, most of my stuff. So now you just wear regular running shoes for comfort? Regular running shoes, and then w I had a knee problem because I was putting so many miles on it. Now I'm on a bike. I, go, I got one of those Pelotons. So yeah, those are dope. It's, it's been good. Those, uh, it's good because it's you can play along and go along with a class. Yeah, it's cool. I don't know if it's the answer to do every day, but I like. I need. I need to mix it up, man. I'm getting. I'm just bored as fuck with working out. So that I, echo bike. Those are dope. I want to get one of those in the crib. That echo bike's a But monster. I like waking up because my Mondays and Tuesdays are a nightmare. I'm, I have to be on set at seven a.m. So I'm waking up at like five, just doing that Peloton for an hour, and then I'm off. Oh, that's good. Yeah, where before I'd have to try and go to the gym, or I, I was missing my workouts. It drives me nuts. Dude, you I know like what? to start the day with a sweat, and then I get going. You know what kick I'm on? The Versa Climber. <sighs> those are a nightmare. I went to the gym the other day and I did a 150 meter sprint at the end of the workout. The trainer had me do a 150 meter sprint on the reverse climber. Did you feel like passing out? Holy shit, it's hard. Holy shit. When you get off, man, like you're barely You've alive. You've done them before, yeah? Yeah, but I haven't been doing it. No, I'm, I'm getting one in here now. It might be the <laughs> toughest thing as yeah. far as cardio-wise. Again, Lauren Lando used to Brutal. have us do, even as football players, Brutal. all the time. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing, man? Yeah. This is awful. It was by far, he'd have these circuits, and it'd always end on that. I remember everyone, if he's like, here's your circuit, and you're in on Versa, some of the best athletes in the world are just like, oh my God, yeah. man, what are we doing? Yeah, well, that's what they do at this this gym that I've been working at. He likes to do a circuit. At the end of the circuit, you get on that Versa climber and you sprint. And it's, you know, how much time to get to 150 meters? I've been doing uh, rows with my trainer. Oh, yeah, I do that too. I do rows. We do yeah. the 1,000 meter row. And mm. I'm like, what's a good time? So we looked up the top times. I'm like, I think I'm top 300 in the world right now. A bit, you know, I, 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 I got to do some work. Really? There's a big, yeah, there's a big difference between top 300 and the top 100. Yeah, but dude, you're top 300 in the world with a row? With a row, yeah, look it up. That's pretty fucking sweet. It's all right. I mean, it's a row machine. I'm but top 85 million. I mean, no, you're the, you, hold up. You're the, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's just, I was, that, that was the humble brag, but let's just be serious there. You're the, you're the hardest kicker ever on that goddamn UFC machine. <laughs> well, I call it the Francis machine. Well, uh, there's a video of me doing 152. Like right now, you only see the one with me kicking it with my jeans on, and that got to 135. Were they stretchy jeans? Yeah, uh, barbell PDs. jeans. Basically PEDs. PEDs, yeah. PDs. It's like sweatpants, yeah, man. Yeah. Some dude burned me, burned me from the audience. And he goes, hey, man, how long did it take you to paint on those jeans? <laughs> and I went, oh, my goodness, sir. You just <laughs> scorched me. No, you, Theo Vaughn did me dirty. He goes, bro, we're clowning each other. We're clowning each other. I said, you look like an extra from the Waterboy set. And, uh, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, the fuck? I'm like, he goes, bro, you look like you, you look like you work at the Nordstrom's Rack and you're a mechanic. I was like, the fuck? The footy talking about. <laughs> He's so the crazy. Thing. But These that, fucking <laughs> pants, man. These pants are the shit. These are different. These right now I have on. They're similar. They're called Mott and Bow. Is another oh, those company. are good company. Yeah, yeah. those are like is, legit jeans. Yeah, they're like more feel like jeans. Where yeah. the barbell jeans are like they look like jeans till you touch them. They go, hey, what's going on here? Like sweat. That's sweatpants on, yeah. son. No, those are that's in a good company. That's like a legit company. This will bind you up a little bit more if you were trying to kick somebody a little bit more. So what did you do the record setting kick with in? barbell jeans? This is the that oh I did the record one. This is the record one. I, I see you with the, that Dos Anjos rump. Yeah. I see you. Son. That's on my hill running, man. My ass is way bigger. A lot of people have been complimenting me on it. Nothing wrong you know, with a nice ass. I don't ass. like that fat belly though. 
I'm so fat right now. You are not fat. For me, 152. 152. And what's the hardest? No, I'm definitely fatter than I usually am. I've been uh, cheating on my diet way too much. I hear you, man. Cheating way too much. You well, it's also, I can't, there's certain things I can't do in the gym right now, and I got this, man. This dildo that I got here. Yeah, what are you this doing is, with that, bro? This is for, uh, you know, I have golfer's elbow. I have this tendonitis. I've had this that for thing. a while. Yeah. Fuck, dude. I've never had tendonitis before. Have you ever had it? Yeah, not fun. It takes forever. Forever. Like, way more than a muscle. You get shots you in there? I got PRP. I got Regenekine. I got stem cells. I had a bunch of shots. This, this dildo I'm holding, this helped me more than any of them. It's good in dick, two man. weeks, in two weeks, this thing has helped that me. That dry needling you did seemed like it should have fixed everything. What did? The dry needling. Oh, yeah. complete oh, yeah. waste yeah. of time. You saw me do that, too. Yeah. I had dry needling where they used electricity, yeah. too, and they zapped it and yeah, made I've your done hands that. pulsed. It did nothing for me. Didn't help. This helped. This is cheap. You buy it on Amazon. It's called the TheraBand. And what do you do with it? And my friend Brian told me about this. Callan? No, no, no. Brian from... Um, I'll give you his last name. Sorry. He's Vinnie Shorman's buddy from um, Fontana, California. I think... What is his, his thing? Double Deuce uh, Muay Thai? Is that his uh, his place? Here, hold on a second. That's a great <clears throat> shirt, by the way, Jamie. Brian Dobler. Um, and Brian is a, a great Muay Thai coach himself. So what and do you do with this guy? He had an issue, and he told me this is the thing that fixed him. <clears throat> you take it. You hold it out like this, right in front of you, right? Then you twist. This is the arm that's injured, the bottom arm. So you hold out. You twist it with the other one. And then you hold it straight, and then you let it untwist with this arm slowly. And I've been doing this shit all the time. I do it in my car. I take it with me at home. But I'm twisting the shit out of it and then slowly untwisting it with my right side. And it's and helping? Th oh, dude, it makes a big impact. It makes a big impact because it's strengthening it. It's strengthening this, this little particular area, but so it's also like getting this. a ton of blood. You hold it like that, like palm, palm yeah. out, and then twist it. Right? And now straighten it out. Now unwind it with this hand, with the injured hand. There you go. Just like oh, yeah. that. Yeah. And you just do that slow. And I'll do that like for like five, ten minutes at a time. And then I'll leave it alone. Game changer, back. huh? It's game changer. Feeling All better? That other, dude, a lot better. I mean, obviously I've had a lot of other shit done to it. Like the, the Regenekine was like... Uh, Might help. Like a month or so ago. I'm sure it helped. But that's good. But this, once I started doing it, Almost immediately within a few days started feeling better Basics, son. Yeah, but I can't there's a lot of shit. I can't do like I can't do chin-ups right now I've been able to do chin-ups. Uh, I could do rows, but I can't go heavier than like 50 pounds like everything has to be All about preserving this little ligament and your trainer knows that yeah, it's yeah. a new trainer. Yeah, yeah, as long as they're good trainers, yeah. they usually know how to adapt. With but it. even here, like when I'm training here, yeah, you can't do anything. Only so much shit I can do. But I you can't, can't do anything on the rings. Either. No, no hooks. I can throw straight punches. Yep, but no straight hooks. No, no hooks. Uppercut. But it's getting it's getting much better just in two weeks of using this fucking thing. Do you ever think about resting it? Maybe just not doing anything, sir. Mm, that's how I got fat. Well, you can you can still get up. You're crazy. You're crazy. Do I, for me to stick <clears throat> on a diet, so I have to, I have, to uh, have a meal specialist like deliver my meals. I'm that yeah, guy right now. I'm usually really good at it, but 
But the one thing this has done is ramped up my hill running. So I've been doing Which more is hill good. running. Oh, yeah. Are you the type of I'm dude, though? Well, I always see late on. night, you're always posting. Yeah, you got that fat ass. I always see when, pH fat. I see when uh, at night when you come home from the comedy store, you're always posting like protein and veggies. Mm, yeah. Are you really eating that? Or are you like, there's that and then you have McDonald's on the side? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not you know doing what I'm McDonald's. If I cheat, it's pasta. Oh, dude, me, that or was me last night. I ate night. a whole pizza the other day. <sighs> Fucking giving up. Where are from? <laughs> It was at a restaurant. Oh, I went with right. uh, with the missus, and uh, we ordered some other stuff. And I said, "Let's just get a pizza too." Right, that's how she it starts. One, she's like, "I'm not really into this." I'm like, "Good, bro, <laughs> that's me, man." I, I wolfed the whole pizza down, ate that whole fucking. And pizza. I'm so disappointed in myself. I, I had mm. these, I had these meals, man. I've, I've been strict on it. When I'm on the road, it's fucking yeah. tough. Or when I, if I'm not getting any sleep, my body craves sugar and carbs. Yep, but yep. then I'm Always. screwed. Same thing. And I'm thing. like, all right, just one, and then yeah. one, I, I just can't stop myself. Yeah, it's hard. And then last night, I, I made my son this pasta, and of course I have to try it. I gotta make sure it's not poison. <laughs> I tried. I'm like, that's fucking way better than my meal I'm about to eat. So I just fired up some tortellinis. Ah, it's hard. It's also hard when you work hard because I work. I do a lot of things. I'm always busy. And it's like sometimes I just want to go off with food. Like that's yes. my indulgence. That's the one thing where I can get loose on, yeah. man. But most of the time, I'm very strict. Most of the time. But it's been hard with this injury. It's just because I thought it was going to be healed by now. So it's been frustrating the shit out of me. There's certain things I want to do. Like I was on this heavy chin-up kick and heavy cleans and presses kick. And that's probably where I wound up doing this. Because I felt some twinges. And instead of just working on it and like letting it heal you up i it. pushed through it for months that's the athlete in you that's the idiot in me mm. for months i pushed that's through how it. you that, but that's how it works when you're an athlete i'm sure yeah. when you're doing taekwondo or jiu-jitsu you get hurt it's not like oh let me take months off to make yeah, this better it's none of that yeah that and that's something that eddie said about tony is that like tony when he gets hurt he's like whatever i'm hurt just works around it whatever it is he doesn't stop working out ever Never. ever yeah, but this is a, an eye-opener for me. This this TheraBand thing is like, always keep searching. There's always, and the other thing I have is this other thing where I put my fingers in this rubber thing and I expand my fingers. Probably like, it's very so, yeah. difficult to expand. You know, it's easy to contract. You're always doing that. But how much strength do you have this way? Very little. It's kind of shocking. When do you ever do it? Never. 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 But this rubber thing is really good. And I think I read, I think it was Jim Stopani, who's a bodybuilder guy online. He's got a bunch of supplements and shit. And uh, he's, a, he's also super, super smart, educated guy. And he, he was recommending that for people with tendonitis. There's a lot of different things you could do with bands. And this one, <clears throat> this is the strongest one they have, too. You keep shaking like a dick. Do you, rubber dick. Do you think if you would have went to uh, physiotherapy, they would have shown you all this stuff before you injected yourself with all these needles and stuff? Um, I feel like that a lot of that's physio. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No. You live, you learn. <laughs> yeah. Most of them were just saying ice it and rest. I was like, oh, okay. God damn it. Okay. Yeah. Well, the rest, yes, but right. the rest they right. want. It's just not what I want to do. Yeah. Well, it's also... When your body is so used to going hard, and then you're not going hard, and then your body's like, okay, let's find some problems. I know. Let's, let's and get I can't annoyed. sit still, yeah. and then it's like, well, now I'm lazy, and it affects everything. Yeah, you feel like a bitch. I know. I know. But, like I said, it's increased my badonkadonk. You got an ass on you. Yeah, oh, man, dude. The missus likes <clears> it, or she wants you to tone it down? She's happy with it. No one likes a flat ass. No one likes Even a flat on a ass. guy. Yeah. No one. That might be the worst thing if you have a flat ass. You know when a girl wants a, a small flat dick ass? A, flat a girl ass. wants a flat ass because she knows the guy's not going anywhere. Correct. Yeah. Look at look at him when it's flat. Probably ass. drives him. Where you going, Maserati? Bitch. Flat ass. <laughs> 
fucking <laughs> shitty jeans. Loafers on. <laughs> no Gucci socks. loafers. Gucci loafers, no Probably socks. Haircut Flat like ass. Me. Yeah. Gets tired walking upstairs. Could <laughs> you imagine if all of a sudden you had someone's flat ass? God. Like and then you had to like walk around and you had to realize, oh my god, it's so hard to walk up hills. How, like, how do you get around? For, how fuck, do you get around flat fuck ass? Fuck carrying up the grocery bags up the <clears throat> stairs. That's out. How about yeah. would you? But you, I've seen it where it, it might be one of the easiest muscles to build. Like yes. there's some girls with flat asses. Then you see them on Instagram. These Instagram models who do like deadlifts or something, and then just over time. Boom, that ass just grows if like a are, tomato. If they really are motivated, you can get your ass to grow. Little Winnie, little fucking... Little of that, yeah, right? Yeah. For sure. There's a lot of that going on with girls, man. There what, is. Winstraw is what we're talking about, folks. You don't know what Winnie uh, is. Yeah, I wasn't referring to Winnie the Pooh. I'm talking about <laughs> Winstraw. Steroids. Son. Yeah. A lot of those fitness girls are doing steroids. Yes. They just do a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit it of changes them a little bit. The oh, jaw, yeah. you look you at the shoulders. Mm -hmm. They get manly. They anytime, too. anytime Callan sees a ripped girl, he goes, steroids. Literally every time. <laughs> steroids. A lot of them like, God damn, bro. They keep that shit, though. They keep it. That's what's weird. They keep the manly parts. Like, like they don't just keep the muscles. When they get off the shit, their, their face is still hard. Yeah, they're structured. Like, their face structure is a little different. There's a lady who lives in my neighborhood. She used to be a big old Ms. Olympia. And uh, I see her walking around and it's weird she's she's she looks like a man not just in her face but in her her the way she carries herself everything right so like you know i mean that sounds weird to say but there's a certain masculine quality that the the people the women that take massive amounts of steroids they develop they just develop they they look different they're, they're wider yeah they don't look like they're going to take care of you <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like this, I don't. I'm not attracted to that. I don't. No. Listen to each his own. Sweet and cuddly. Like, no, there's no. Yeah. They they're not gonna be the best moms. Is what I'm saying yeah. here. You know they're what's not interesting cook too? You it's like it's not necessary. That's a, that's even bad. But it's but if you want that, so, those career women will be mad at you. Like if you want a oh, soft, I know. if you want a soft, sweet, caring woman who likes to cuddle and is going to be a good mom and is just sweet to be around, yeah. and kind. Oh, you and mean friendly. the opposite of us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but a lot of career women will get mad at you. I know. Like, was oh, that what you want? You want a woman that just can't take care of herself? Oh, you don't want an want? equal? Yeah. No, bitch. I date Brian Callen. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I tossed a wig on Brian if yeah. I wanted that. Well, that equal stuff is like, we equal how? How's how? how oh, oh you just can't date your equal? Oh, like, you go you go date some cartoon? I'm like, all right. Oh, okay, but they want to be a woman in some respect, right? Correct. They don't want to be an equal. They're not claiming they're, like, as strong as you or as funny as you or as know as much about... Pussy. <laughs> like, what are they, where are you equal? You're not an equal. You're a woman. You're just a, a, you're just a, an aggressive, successful, powerful woman. Like, but you're not a man. Like, if you were equal, I'd be gay. Correct. We'd be two dudes like high fiving and butt fucking. Yes, and watching the game too, together. Yeah, which that's, is your fine too. that's your that's thing. That's cool. But like this whole want an equal. Oh, like, dude. why do we have? Why are we playing math games? Uh, yeah. Why can't we just be chill? Can't we just like each other? Yeah. Why do we have to be equal? Yeah. What is that? I don't know. It's weird. It's women. And I run from succeed. it. I run from it. He's so successful. Who, 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 who was it who said there can only be one headshot in the household? Have you ever heard that? <laughs> That's good though. You can only have one headshot in the household. Yeah. It's not going to work out if you both want to be famous. You know what George Harrison once said? He said, um, he said, all I need from a woman. Is to be attracted to her. Everything else I get from a man. 
Oh, yeah, it's a it's great like, quote. Wow. We're going to get shit for that. Well, wow. we didn't say that. But I didn't say it. No. I would never say that. I would not either. I, I would I agree need, with that. I need oh, a woman to be cool. my equal. I need an equal. My equal. A, pay the rent, bitch. And I need someone who calls me on my shit and yells at me all the time and throws things at me. And even makes fun of me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Those That's what best. I want. That, That's yeah, exactly what. Just to me. And then you. comes home with a six pack and rips a huge fart. Look at this. Female bodybuilder Candace Armstrong's steroid habit made her grow a penis and facial hair. Whoa, that's she's a dude. Well, Are you she, sure that's real? She's on that Gold's Gym diet. Wow. Let's see the dick. Come on. Whoa. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. See, she turned into a man. Oh, wow. <clears throat> and that's they, a heavy whitehead on that's her. That's a giant whitehead. That's a whitehead they must on her have bicep. Put, they must have put makeup on her, too. How are they letting that whitehead go? That's staff. Yeah, why wouldn't they cover that up? Dude, she's so jacked. Look at her hands. Oh my god, look at her arms. Dude, she's jacked. Ah, look at her city. face. That's a dude. That's a dude. Come on, is this a joke? I don't know. That might be. This might be a joke. She looks like Chris Angel. Yeah. She doesn't even look but like jacked. Yeah, but the the size of her hands looks proportionate too. Like she doesn't look like a girl. That she, there's nothing she feminine like about that woman. Look at her back. Holy shit! Look at those back pics. I think that's the same person. You sure? Does she, does she, yeah. Are oh, you sure? Different. Oh my god, Google that's, that's Photoshop. Damn! Look at that. That's a dude with a nice set of hair. Well, some girls can be jacked and muscular, but still look like a woman. Like Felice Herrig. Do you see Felice Herrig's? She's fighting this bodied weekend. Bodied up. Ooh, she's bodied up. But you see the picture of her doing double biceps from the back? No. There's some pictures she did at the UFC press thing. You're like, jacked. She's an attractive young lady. Jacked. There's a few who are, who are jacked who are attractive. She's jacked. But she's jacked like a woman. She's she, jacked like a woman who lifts weights. Yeah, it doesn't look artificial. No, this lady that we that? just saw. Yeah. That's uh, a good picture, but that's just her looking fit. There's a there's a picture of her. Um, just Google like her image, double bicep or something like that. No, she's she's a lady. She's an yeah, attractive there. lady. There you see it. Like, she's right shred city, son. That's a shredded fit woman. But there's that looks like a woman. Like look at her arms. It looks like a powerful woman's arm. Who's in shape as balls? Yeah, as sh in shape as fuck. But that other lady that didn't. I look shouldn't like, have said balls there. I'm, I didn't yeah. mean to shape his balls. You mean a good thing. You meant a good thing. Now we get shit online. She's a tank. Fire Shab. He said balls. Mm, yeah. We can't fire you for your own thing. If they fire you from Showtime, you, you know, it'll be like they use the force against themselves. It'll yeah, just make you stronger. Yeah. I, I do say a lot of crazy shit, though. You could do that show on your own. You could do all the, anything like that, you could do on your own. You yeah. Know? I think it's great that you're on Showtime. Yeah, I think thanks, it's, it's a fun show, too. Yeah. What I like about it is you're being you on that show. Yes. Like you, like I see you on that show. I'm like, oh, they let him be himself. Like you say a bunch of silly shit. Crazy you're shit. laughing. There's a lot of cracking up. Yeah. I have fun. They let me do my thing. The first one, it was like, there's a lot of teleprompter. And I was like, God, that's really not my thing. Y'all let me go. And they listened to me. That's the great thing about Showtime. They listened to me. But the fans were like, man, this isn't why we listen to Brendan to be another freaking sports show. Like, yeah. you got to let him go. <clears throat> and yeah. they, literally, they all were like, all right, here you go, man. Here's yeah. your point. Do what you want to do. I'm like, really? Yeah. But then they edit it so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> like on my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Which is why they're Showtime and I'm what I do. Well, that, I mean, this is what we, we talked about the other day with Eve Edwards. Was Eve was in here. That was, that's one of those things. Like, and I was saying, when you talk as much as we talk, we both, I talk too much. You talk too much. We talk too much. Yes. When you talk too much. Shit comes out of your mouth. You're going to step in some shit. And then you're scrambling, trying to like make it make sense. Joe, I, can, uh, I, I can't. I, I didn't listen to the podcast with these. I, I like these. We don't know each other that well. The thing that bothers me about this is 
I couldn't even tell you the point I was trying to make. I <laughs> if someone's like, give us a million dollars, tell us the point you're trying to make. And like, I forget. I remember I had Kevin Leon, and then I remember before that, I was 20 minutes deep in this, explaining why I think DC is the greatest of all time as a, beside you as a commentator, why he's the future of the sport. And then before that show, me and Brian were talking about something with race and men and women, and somehow that entered my brain, and I have no animosity toward it. This why it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I have no animosity towards UFC Tonight. It's one of my favorite shows. I've worked with Karen Bryant for over 10 years. She's a good friend. Woodley, DC, Kenny Florian's a good friend. Bisbing's a good buddy. Uh, I don't know Eve's. I work with the team on UFC Night. I love those guys. I just had Jimmy Smith in and on my show who works, you know, there. It does it makes zero sense. And then I was in St. Louis and I started to get texts from someone involved in that show. I won't say their name. And he goes, Hey man, uh, some people are upset here about what he said. And I'm like, What I I can't even tell you what I said. And he tells me like, What? And then Chin goes, Hey man, I'm seeing online about some of the stuff. He goes, Should I edit it out? I went, No, we never do that. I go, Don't edit. Let me deal with it. Let me see what I say. Because that makes me look even worse if you cut it out. It looks like I was saying something that I wasn't meant to say. And uh, then, you know, Eves was upset. And then me and Eves text back and forth. Again, I don't know him. Brian works with him a little bit on certain stuff for help or something like that for shows or what he was trying to do, which is great. Everyone should talk to Brian, you know, if you're friends with him. And then um, I sent Eve a text, his number from uh, Brian. And I thought it was over squashed. And then uh, I was doing PR for my Below the Belt show in New York. And someone brought it up. I went, oh, man. Again, I went, I meant no offense. I, I come up with about 10 hours of content a week. I, I can't even tell you what I was saying. I messed up. Um, whoever had uh, problems with it, if it was Eve uh, Edwards, um, that's his own insecurities, which is so stupid. Because I, I, I couldn't even tell you what he should be insecure about. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> and then I, as soon as I get done with that interview, I get texted from my brother's list. He goes, you're an idiot. You resurfaced that story. I'm like, oh, my God. And, then, <laughs> and so I text Eve again. And then uh, Eve comes on here, right? And then yeah. I, I, I haven't listened to it. And then uh, you know I text Eve like, dude, I don't want to keep going through this. I meant zero offense. I've, I've texted Karen Bryant, DC, Woodley, literally anyone you see tonight. I, this business, especially entertainment, you know this better than anyone. It's impossible to make, be successful in this business. It's a fucking monster. I'm, I'm willing to help them out. I want the help. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't even want to criticize people. That's not what I do. That's not why I signed up for this. I, I, you just got caught on a path when you started talking about something. Yeah. And then one of the things that we do, the best part about it is there's no script. The best and We're the worst. It's the worst. Because I have to deal with this. Sometimes it goes haywire. Yeah. Know? but It didn't go haywire. My, my biggest issue is is whenever someone was hurt by my words or, or, or is upset by something I said, then I'm like, I, again, I don't know Eves that well at all. But I, I lost sleep over I'm like, oh, my God, what am I right. doing? I have respect for him. He's a pioneer at 155. Again, I love all the people you see tonight. I watch the show all the goddamn time. They're my friends. You just went down it a makes path zero and you sense. got stuck. And you, you tried to just make sense of your words. Makes no sense. I apologize <laughs> to Eves. It's... It's all good. I told him open door policy once come on the show. We can talk about him there, but yeah, I put my foot in my mouth. And I, I hate to tell you, it's probably gonna happen again. I wish I could say it's not. It's probably <laughs> well, gonna happen again. That's part of what makes it fun is that you are really working without a filter, working without a net. You're just you're trying to have fun. Yeah. I mean that's. And sometimes you just take some swings and you miss. Yeah. Even oh, you miss swings a lot. I I I, I can't even tell what ball I was trying to hit. I can't even tell you. I was taking swings at balls I wasn't even know what I was hitting. So yeah, yeah sometimes. That shit happens, but um, it happens. Yeah, it's just one of those things. 
I mean, I've done it a hundred times on this podcast, said some shit, and I was like, what the fuck did I even say that for? I, get, I don't even know what was going on in my mind. And sometimes, like, when you're trying to form a sentence, like right now I'm trying to form a sentence, right? Like, sometimes while you're thinking about it, you're like, this isn't going so good. I know. Let me try to make it sound better, or let me try to see if I could rescue this for the people that are listening and make some sense. And then it... Just makes it more cloudy it makes, and more fucked it's, up, and, and it's hard for people to follow. And you're just like, oh my Ugh. god, I speak for a living. Yeah, have you ever been on stage? I was going through my set, and I was, uh, I was, I've been doing it so much lately. I'll be in the middle of it, and in my mind, I'm fast forward to already the next bit. And I'm, th I'm thinking about that bit while I'm doing this one. Have you ever done that? Or yeah, you am be I careful crazy? about that? I know because I'm not, I'm not yeah, present. Don't do that. And you know what happened? Is I missed I, I I skipped over a part that was new and I thought was gonna be a home run. I skipped over it. Yeah. And yeah. I went back and because I re, I recorded it right and I'm and I didn't realize I was doing the moment and I listened. And I go, oh my god! And I remember <laughs> in my head going, dude, you're here on right. third. You're in first base. You're looking at third already. Yeah. You missed second base. You're yeah. not even the, you're not even the moment. That's hard because there's like a you never know how you should think when you're on stage. You're doing the bit and you're just trying to perform the bit right. And if it's going well, then you start thinking, okay, this is going well. What am I going to lead into next? But while you're still talking about the I original know. thing, you can't do that. I know. Have you done that before though? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've definitely done it. You. I was so disappointed in myself, man. The big thing about comedy. One of the big things is the audience has to know that you are honestly thinking about that subject. Like, even if you talked about it a hundred times, when you're talking about it that day in front of those people, they want, they, they're hearing it for the first time. They want you to be tuned into that subject 100%. And present. Yeah, if you're not, they can sense it. I know, I know. I was so disappointed in myself. I've never done it before, and it was, it was very strange, too, because, and this is what hurts me about the Eve Edwards situation, is the guys I look up to, yourself, Gary Shandling, like, they always help people, man. You don't put anyone down. They always help people. And I don't have the same platform you guys have, but I like to think one day I will, and I want to help people like you guys help people. Like, there's the 60 degrees of separation, and you look at all the lives you've touched, and Gary Shandling, it's, it's insane. That's so inspirational to me. And I was watching the Gary Shandling doc, and I went, man, that's so cool. And that's why this Edwards situation is fucking me up, because I'm like, damn, man, that's not... I, I don't want to hurt anyone. But with yeah. back to the comedy, I was so excited because that Gary Shandling stuff, when they, whenever they, Gary Shandling, whenever they show comedy store stuff, it's just, I'm so into it, man. He was talking about the comedy store, and I got super inspired, and I was like, let's do this. I've never been more pumped to hit the stage, and then that happened. I was so disappointed. You're, you're still getting in. I mean, think about like how long you've been doing stand-up. You've been doing it less than two years. Yeah. <clears throat> this is a, a thing that's going to come up. Yeah, I know. It's like, you know, it's like... Uh, like when you're, you know, you're doing a certain move and you you leave yourself open for an armbar. Yeah. You're like, how the fuck am I still doing that? It's just, you just have to cement it into your head. It's a craft, you know. I mean, you you're you got a great work ethic. Yeah. And you're a funny dude, and you're you're very good at going off the cuff, and you're impulsive. Like those are all great qualities for comedy. And you also doing the work and involved like, you're listening to tapes, you're going over notes. You're doing things a lot of comics don't do because yeah. a lot of comics are fucking lazy. Like I've had conversations with dudes and like, he, you did a fucking special last August or last October and you're already recording another one. And I'm like, yeah, I work. I fucking work, man. Nonstop. Like I really work. Like I get home from a comedy store. I'll get home. It's 1230 at night. 
I'll just sit in front of the fucking TV. I'll put something on just for background, and I pull out the laptop and I start writing. When you come back from the yeah, time store, right? I That's when the best time to I do go it. Over, I go over subjects. I'll put a, I mean, I, sometimes I just have something in the background just for visual. I just yeah. like to be stimulated by something. Back, or sometimes I'll just sit by myself at my desk. Just nothing. Just nothing but that fucking screen staring at it. And when I do that, every two or three days, I'll come up with a great line. Yep. Every two or three days. Which is nuts. Which is nuts. Which is a lot of work. Yeah. And because usually I'll come home, <clears throat> you know, it's late at night. I'll just... Take one little hit. Just sit there and go over the ideas. Give those ideas their time. You're, the stuff you already have. Yeah. Give those ideas their time. And then maybe I have a new idea. Maybe I have a new idea. I'll flesh that out too. And then I'll come back and look at that again tomorrow night. And then I have a whole list. I started using this program called Scrivener. Have you ever heard of Scrivener? No. I like on the it. iPad? Uh, no. On, well, you can use it on Mac. <clears throat> um, it'll work on an iPad. Or you could use it on uh, Windows too. Um, I've been writing on Windows. Right on. Do you like that? Yeah. I like actual paper. Uh, paper's good, yeah. but I can't write with my hands as fast as I can type. <coughs> That's the, the phone yeah. version? Oh, yeah. they got a phone version, too. Is that for Android as well? Uh, probably. It says features for iOS. So what exactly do you do with this, Joe? Um, well, this one is, this oh, is different. Show the corkboard thing. The corkboard thing is interesting. Um, what, what they do is, so just see if you could, yeah, right there. Pull that up. So... They have it like this. this is like you could do it in different colors. So you could have different each one of those things. Those little windows can be like a box. Oh, that's cool. That you know that that doesn't look like a corkboard, but sometimes you you could change the background shit and make it actually look like a corkboard. But what it is is basically a board, a bulletin board where you've taken an index card and you put it up there, and the index card has the subject. Oh, that's sweet. So I do that. In real life, too. I have a real cork board. Oh, really? And I put index cards on the cork board. Like if uh, I'm doing like vegan cat, I'll yeah. do that bit. I'll put it up Hilarious. right there. Hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. Hilarious. I can't wait for that one. And I, I, put, <laughs> I put all these different things on the cork board. And then I'll look at them and I'll pick one and then I'll do it. But really all these different things is just about making the time, making the putting the focus Discipline. in. That's what you do. And yeah. that's why you're getting better so quick. Yeah. And all these other guys are like, what the fuck? He's already doing an hour. What the fuck? Yeah. He's touring the road. He works. Yeah. He listens to those recordings. Nobody listens to the recordings, man. They record them and they never listen to them. I listen. You got to listen. I have to. It sucks to hear your voice, right? It's not good. There's it's the cork board. That's what it looks like. Oh, that's sweet, man. Yeah. So it's set up like that, like where it literally looks I like. That. So I have that on my laptop. And so I come home, I'll, I'll bust open a card, and I'll pick a subject, and I'll start going. And if something else comes to mind while I'm on that, I'll just start Boom, talking about tab. that. I just yeah. keep going. It's all just about opening up the floodgates, but really just about giving, giving everything more time. Giving everything more more attention, yep. more focus, you know? And not just skimming through it. Yeah, it's so never done. What's good is a moment like this where you fucked up and you were thinking about one bit while you're thinking about another. Now you know that that can happen. Yep. So that's like a lesson. So just look at it as a good thing. Like now your set will be stronger because of that. Yep. Whenever I have a bad set, the one good thing that it says to me is like, okay, <clears throat> I know how bad that feels. I know where I went wrong. I know it's live comedy, man. Live is crazy. It's just. There's so many factors. It's so it's so loose and wild. It's just it's a crazy way to perform, you know. And sometimes it doesn't go right. It's but, the purest way to perform. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but everyone I know, like as far as who's at, just the 
tip of the spear as far as comedy, like you, Burr, D'Elia. <laughs> Everyone, there's one thing in common. All you guys work, man. Gotta work. work. Relentless. Relentless. Constantly. Gotta be doing sets all the time. You know, I'll do sets three, four nights a week um, at the at the least. A good week, I'll do five. Like, ramping up for my special, I'll do five. And your special's Wednesday, in Thursday, April, Friday. right? Yeah, yeah. At uh, April Wilbur? 20th, Boston. Yeah. Hell yeah. 20th and 21st. Can't Ooh. wait, man. Can't How wait. great is that room? The best. That room is crazy, right? Dude, for me, that, yeah, that's a, I highlight that one. Like yeah. As far as lifetime achievements, the Wilbur, for, for a guy like me to sell out the Wilbur, what? And then you open and we kept it a secret, <laughs> and I'm a chatty Cathy. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> that was great. That the was great. The fucking best, man. Well, also, that place is like three comedy clubs. Yes. It's like there's, everyone's so close to you. Even though it's like 1,100 people, 1,200 people, whatever it is, they're stacked up so close to you. It's like... 500 it's on, on the bottom you. and then yeah you know amazing. you know what's like that in the fight world is the palms yeah where when i fought roy i was like god get off of me man yeah, get out of here i didn't like it the palms was great yeah palms is great they're not doing it anymore right no i think doesn't lorenzo own the palms now didn't they buy the palms yeah they did yeah hashtag balling taking over <clears throat> yeah because the 27 casinos just isn't enough like now nah, let's keep it going yeah they own all those station casinos those fuckers are everywhere you ever stayed at one don't. <laughs> I stayed at, they made me stay at that Palace Station Casino when I was getting, before I went on the Ultimate Fighter. The worst hotel I've ever stayed in my life. Really? The worst? The worst. Really? Hands down, I've never stayed in the worst hotel. Now, yeah. at the time, it was under construction, it was off the strip, and of course, there was a hooker being smacked around the other room. I've told this story. When I thought there was, I was going to be a Captain Sabaho, and the guy pulled out a gun, and I ran in my underwear, almost got kicked off the Ultimate Fighter. I've told this story on here, I think. But that was Palace Station so. Casino. Guy pulled a gun on you? Well, uh, it was the night before uh, the Ultimate Fighter, right? Sorry if you've already heard this. It was the night before the Ultimate Fighter, and they, they put all the fighters in there, and they tell you, the production staff goes, do not leave this room. If you leave this room, you will be kicked off the show before it even begins. You're not allowed to leave this room. We're taking your phone, everything. All you have is what you bring in the house. Do not leave this room. We'll bring you food. Any food you want, call down. So I called, had myself a nice Caesar salad because I was worried about my figure on the Ultimate Fighter the next day. And uh, I finally fall asleep. And I hear this arguing next door. And the walls are paper thin. It's Palace Station, for God's sakes. And I hear uh, this guy and this girl arguing. I'm like, it's waking me up. I'm like, what the fuck? And then she's just going off at him. And I, I hear him slap the piss out of her. Boom, like hard. And then, and then I hear her keep going and I hear him hit her again. I'm like, all right, man. So I'm like, fuck this. So I get up in my und underoos to like stop this because I, I just thought it was a regular dude hitting a girl. I'm like, right. I'm, not fly I'm not cool with that, man. I get up and it's all dark, get on my underwear. And I hear another dude go, nah, man, nah, man, fuck this bitch. I'm going to shoot her. And I hear a gun clock him all. Uh, definitely not going in there now. Fuck that noise. And I'm like, God, it's so quiet. I'm like, I don't want him to hear me. So I'm army crawling in my undies to the door because <laughs> I'm afraid fucking gunfire is going to go off. I get to my door and I hear him go, hold up, dog. Hold up. Someone's next door. I'm like, oh, shit. So I, you'll see that I'm sure there's video of this power station. Me just booking down the hallway. And I run to the casino, and the, the staff was like gambling or something. They see me go running by. I went to go get security. In your underwear? In my underwear. Whoa. And I went to go get security. <clears throat> but all the production staff saw me. And they're like, what the fuck is Shab doing? So I told them, I'm like, hey, some girl's about to get shot next door. I don't know what's going on, but she was hit before. There's two dudes in there, and there's a lady in my room, 213. And they're like, all right. So they go, show us. So I go up there. I'm all, it's there. It's there. 
And then they just, I, they go, go to your room. But I'm in my room, like, looking to see what's going on. And, like, a whole crew of them go in. Fucking, the girl starts defending the dude, attacks security. They have to tase the dude. The other guy who's going to shoot her, they put in handcuffs. And it's two large, you know, black dudes. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck this. So they bring me down the hallway. Because just in case it was going down, they bring me down the hallway. But I'm like this with the crew. And I hear the guy go, I see you, white boy, you fucking snitch. We'll be back. I'm all, ah! So that, and I was like, can I get another room? They're like, no, there, there's no more rooms. I'm like, well, they know where I'm staying, man. I'm supposed to start a show tomorrow. Like, well, this is, I mean, what do you want us to do? I'm like, anything else. And I had to stay there. And I got zero, zero winks of sleep. Literally zero. <sighs> zero, man. I was so scared. And the next morning when they knocked, I was like, yes, yes, I'm here. I'm here. Put me in the Ultimate Fighter house. Yeah, that guy got out of jail. Like, quick, I guarantee you. Oh, dude, right? for flapping up. And she was a prostitute. I did not know that. But mm. still, the pimp, it was a pimp and a prostitute. She's and then some John woman. was in there. She's a woman, Brandon. She's a woman. She doesn't she's my equal. Mm. She's your equal? She's my equal. <clears throat> I like how you think. You think you're a feminist? Ah, oh, man. I, I, that's where I get in trouble, Can't even sir. Say that even <laughs> as it's a tough, joke. man. It's tough. Even as a joke. It's that's tough, just man. showing your belly. I know, man. This whole Me Too movement, and it's, I don't know. I don't, it, it's a tricky situation. It is. You think it's going to bounce back? Uh, I, th I think the game's changed for forever. I do. I think if you're a creep, you're, you're going to get sought out and found out. However, I think men in power, in position, and if there's an attractive young lady in the office or the studio, there's this is always going to be the dynamic. Because I, I think, think there's so. I think there's some attractive young ladies out there who are like, I don't have a problem with it. They did, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's an attractive dude. Just happens to you know have some power and get me in movies or whatever. But I actually like him. You know, I'm not being forced to do this. Well, there's there's a new option now. It's almost like a new element is in the game. Like if you're playing a game and then all of a sudden someone found like a new magic power, <clears throat> you can end careers now. If you are like a woman who was sexually abused by a guy like Harvey Weinstein, you just have to take it. Now you have a new power. Which is all I'm all about. Yeah, However, all about. some will take advantage of that power and pull that card when it's not 100%, real. 100%. And, and dudes are losing their jobs. It's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, there's people that are crazy. Like, look, that video that we were watching before the podcast today, that lady who shot up YouTube. We're watching her, her online videos. One of the worst YouTube videos I've ever seen. She's fucking nuts. And there's going to be people like that. And there's going to be people like that that take advantage of the Me Too movement. It's yes. just, It's just going to be, I mean... There's no way you can deny that. It's just a part of human nature. That's with anything, though, right? Yeah, but There's ultimately, extremes. ultimately, where it's going to shift is look, people have to be nicer to each other, and they can't get away with shit like that. And that's what Weinstein was doing was nothing but crime. It's just crime. He's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. And right? I'm glad that happened. Yeah. I really am. I'm glad he got sought out and he's screwed and he should be screwed. Do you imagine being a chick and you have to suck that fat guy's dick in order to get in a movie? Hey, Harvey, is there any way you could just look a little more attractive? No. Nope. Do you have to be so hideous? There's nothing he could do at this point. They would have to cut chunks of his face and pull it back together. He has the again. money. He's got this blah, blah, blah. What about the diet? Blah, blah, blah. It's part of the whole thing, right? It's like he's a glutton. Would girls complain if you look like Brad Pitt, though? That, Tony Hinchcliffe has a bit. Oh, does he? I don't want to tell you the bit. My bad. I haven't I heard it, by the way. I wasn't trying to screw up Tony's use, bit. He doesn't use that as an example, but it's a great bit. You have to see it. I don't want to even paraphrase Did it. Did I give it away? No, no, no. You didn't. It's a great bit. It actually involves uh, Louis C.K. It's a great oh, bit. I love it. It's really fucking funny. Tony's brilliant. 
I, I don't want to tell you where it goes because it goes Please even don't. crazier. Off, because I'll see it tonight. You got to see it. Are you going to see him tonight? Uh, is, yeah. yeah, he's at the store. I'm at the store. He tonight. murdered. I took him on the road with me this past week. He's, he's murdering, murdering. He murdered him in Nashville. Killer. Murdered, murdered him in Charlotte. A lot of a lot of rednecks heckling. Woo! Really? Tony had to go to war. Good was, luck heckling Tony. I mean, he's a writer for the roast for God's sake. <laughs> he's yeah. so witty. I fucked yeah. up one time and had let my shield down until I almost started crying in Comedy Central, and I just feel his neck get stiff and goes, <laughs> and right away I'm like, oh no, here he comes. And then he was like, you, you almost cried in Comedy Central and just roasted me for basically the rest of the show. Why would you, why'd you almost cry in Comedy Central? Uh, just because it's full circle for a guy like me to be on Comedy Central doing stand-up. You know, it was just a special night for me. And, I, and during the, the story that I tell, I talked about how I realized I was never become UFC champ. But being on Comedy Central and uh, Judd Apatow is one of the books I've read when I was super, you know, getting started in comedy. And that day I had Judd Apatow on my show. That night I did Comedy Central. I don't know. It just hit me in that moment when I was on stage at a strip club where they shoot it. And I don't know. I got emotional. I was like, you need to get your shit together, man. You got to get your shit together. You're happy. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was happy and I was emotional, man. And then I said that on the podcast. And I just feel Hinchcliffe's neck go. Neck go. What? And I was like, oh, fuck. He's like, this isn't Comedy Central in 2010. <laughs> and just went nuts, man. Well, Hange Club's always had a thing with Comedy Central for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, for whatever He's reason. He's got a right? burr in his side about them. Like, they didn't appreciate him. He's a very underrated guy, man. Like, right now, he's still, to this day, he's right now, he's underrated. I agree. But, and I, I think with your show, and we were, he was close, I think, got. Yeah, I mean he's a monster on our show. Uh, he, the most underrated guy who, I, who should be selling out theaters is Theo Vaughn. Well, we were, you were talking about that before. Theo's got a – he hit a stride, like, within the last year. He hit a stride where he just, like – sometimes you'll see dudes. They, they're doing really well, and then for whatever reason, they figure something out, and they take it to the next they level. They break through. And that's where Theo is right now. He's just – he's a – and he's a unique guy. Like, his comedy is so unique. Like, it wouldn't work with anybody you else. You won't see it anywhere else. No. That's what I was telling my – sometimes <laughs> I'll, I'll watch other comedians, and I'll go – I can see how they came up with that idea. Right. When I watched Theo, I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What are you smoking? Yeah, where are you coming up with where that? Where were you raised? <laughs> <laughs> how's, how's that your view of the world? Uh, were yeah. you raised by a fucking pack of crocodiles in New Orleans? Like, <laughs> what the fuck did you come up with this? Yeah, he's, but even just hanging around with him. Like off stage, he's just a weird dude. Oh, bro, he pulled up. The, so funny. He pulled up the studio yesterday, and he just got a new car. I don't. I won't say the car. Nice car. We'd like it. And uh, he, I go, dude, you're killing it, man. That's your car. He goes, yeah. And he goes, some homosexual bumped into the back of me. There. <laughs> Why is he a homosexual? He's like, because he was. I'm like, all right, man. It just happened. To yeah, be. yeah. He's like, just happened to be. <coughs> he's just so hilarious, man. Yeah, there's a lot of good guys right now. I was it's talking about. Watching that Gary Shandling stuff and doing all the stuff. That's Judd's documentary, That's right? Judd Apto's documentary. It's brilliant on his process and stuff like that. I got emotional on that as well. I don't know if you guys know this. Obviously, I'm a complete bitch. Uh, but Gary <laughs> Shandling talks about how his goal through going through everything was to get on The Tonight Show. And then he does it, and he walks backstage, and he kills it, right? But that was his goal. And he starts crying. He falls into Bob Saget's arm, starts crying, right? Because that was his goal. But he's talking about the comedy store, and like he's talking about all the big names there. And I was thinking, God, that must have been cool to be involved in that back then, around all those big names. Yeah. I was talking to Brian. Brian goes, man, right now the comedy store, some would argue it's better. And when you think about it, I'm like, God, it is. When you think about all the fucking just legends, man. You, 
Burr, you got Marin, you got Delee. I mean, just it keeps the list goes on and on and on. I'm like, oh my god, it's packed, man. It's a crazy time. I mean, it's it's certainly the best time at the store in terms of like the amount of time that I've been there. And I started going there in '94. It's a long time. It's a long ass time. So in 24 years that I've been going there, it's better now than ever before. But when you think about it, I mean, obviously there's the cellar in New York, <laughs> but as far as like, on a, you go there on a Tuesday night, go there yeah. on Wednesday night. I mean, it's freaking yeah. They're very similar. Row. They're very similar in a way, um, but and they're also very similar in that they become big tourist traps too. Like comedy store people take vacations for comedy. They do comedy vacations and they yeah. fly from Australia. Getting a lot of people from Australia. Yeah, but because you know, if you show up, uh, you're gonna see Bill Burr, Rogan, Mark yeah. Maron, and Delia in the same night. Almost every week, one of us is there. Someone's oh, there at least. Unless yeah. someone's on tour, someone's yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of times you are on tour, um, but shit, on any given Tuesday, Dave Chappelle might stop in. Correct, and then Chris Rock. Chris Rock, and, you know, maybe Louis will make his comeback there. I hope he does. <laughs> I'm so a Louis fan. I like people like whatever. Um, come on, come on, come on. You like people watching you beat off? I mean, it's worse shit. Come on. <clears throat> Yeah, just need someone to come up. Someone has to do something much ho more horrible. You know, Callen's shooting his special, I think, in July now. He is? For who? Uh, some so I forget who's who's shooting it, but definitely not his buddy who works for ESPN this time. So they're doing it right. They're, mm. He's doing it right this time, but yeah. I, th they're going to go out there and try and sell it, but he's ready to go. I just hope it works out for Callen as far as Netflix or Showtime or somewhere. you got to land somewhere. You know? So is he going to sell it and then bring it somewhere? Is that the move? I think so. I don't mm -hmm. want to misquote Brian, but I'm, I'm almost positive. But he has someone who I think he shot Segura's and a bunch of other guys' stuff. Like it's someone who knows what the hell they're doing. Where's he going to do it? Uh, I think Chicago. Ooh, Chicago's In, Ju in July, spot. yeah. Ooh, that's a good spot. <clears throat> I'm there for the UFC in June. I'm doing the Chicago Theater. June, uh. Seventh or some shit. I love Chicago. Who? What good. theater? Last time I did Vic. Chicago theater. Chicago, yeah, yeah. Animal, yeah. It's great. It's beautiful, beautiful old place too. Yeah, Chicago's awesome, man. Doesn't get enough love. It's a weird place, right? Does it not get enough love? I feel like everyone fucking loves Chicago. Their pizza. People won't shut up about. It's not it. really pizza. It's casserole. It's a casserole. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. It's like, Correct. Stop calling that a pizza. That's no, not a pizza. If you it's a large, yeah. thick square, that would be a casserole right. where I come from. If you have a hamburger and you roll it up in a tortilla, is that still a hamburger? No. no that's, that's a tortilla. It's a wrap. That's a burrito, bitch. That's that uh, in and out protein style, then, when it's oh, in lettuce. That's lettuce. That's a, we that's call that a lettuce taco. <clears throat> that's a wrap, though. That's in a the, lettuce wrap. Chinese food place. Correct. Mm -hmm. Lettuce wrap. Chicken yeah, wrap. Chicken but it's not wrapped. See, the difference yeah. is the way you make it. It's rolled up. Look, you can take a piece of pizza <laughs> and flatten it out and fold it over, over and over again, and then it'll become folded pizza. But if it starts out folded, what are you selling me? It's a calzone. You sell, yeah, you sell me a goddamn calzone. <laughs> and I love a calzone. <clears throat> I'm a fan. I'm a fan of calzones. Have you as well. had a good thick piece of pizza from uh, basically casserole from Chicago, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Best you've ever had, though? It's very good. The best you've yeah. ever had? Where did, where's the place we go to? What is it called? Giordano's, that one? Might have been. You know who makes a nice square one. piece is Kings in New York. Or have you ever heard of, uh, ah, fuck, I'm getting the name, the Artichoke Pizza in New York? Artichoke Pizza. It's called Artichoke Pizza. Do you have to have ripped pants to get in there? No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. People kept telling me to go there. When I was in New York working for Showtime, 
I, I tried one slice, you know, Postmates. Postmates is what makes me fat now because I'm Postmates? Like, Postmates. Oh, is that the way you get food they delivered? They just pick to your it up house? and drops it off to your hotel room. Uh, so I get done after a long day of PR. I'm like, ah, pizza would be great. So I get two slices. I'm like, next night, I'm like, fuck, that was delicious. <sighs> next thing you know, I've got a fucking love handles and a it triple is, chin. Isn't it weird how, like, when you're tired, you want carbs? You want sugar and carbs? I wonder why. I think it's like my willpower's weak. When yeah, I'm tired, like, I want like I never fuck with egg McMuffins or McGriddles. My mouth's watering. But if I'm at the airport and I'm on a fucking seven a.m. flight, you and I ate one yeah. together. <laughs> you and I ate one together. I never eat that shit. You and I ate it together. It was so good for the brief moment it was in my mouth, dude. You know what I was thinking? I'm like, oh, fuck, I'd love a McGriddle, but I don't want to be judged right now. I'm gonna wait to see if he goes to that fucking weird bright place on the breakfast spot on the right. Or is he gonna go to McDonald's? When he started leaning over there, I went, "Man, I want to be, I want to be mad at egg McMuffin." And you just looked at me, went, "Yeah, fuck this, let's do this." Yes, <laughs> yes. That's why I ate before I saw you guys. I thought you would skip it. Oh, I had to get that's mine in. funny. Yeah, you don't, you don't be the guy who pulls the trigger. You don't be judged, man. Yeah, most of the time I'm gonna not pull the trigger, but see, I feel like that's part of the thing. It's like pulling that trigger every now and then for the fuck of it. Have some fun. Get chicken and waffles. Oh, go to man. Roscoe's. Yeah. Go to Roscoe's and slather that motherfucker with maple syrup and butter. You just can't Woo! do it every day. Can't do it every day. But you can do it one day a week. Like, I agree. The Rock, his his Instagram, like those the pictures of him eating stacks of his cheat meal, stacks of pancakes. Definitely a photo shoot. But yeah. yeah, I hear you. You ain't I eating know, all right? that, son. That, you think so? No, that's definitely so. But he's a giant. You don't think he eats all that shit? Yeah, he's not a giant. I mean, he, he he's uh, he's on different supplements than I am. We're very similar size. Different supplements. Different supplements, different sir. Supplements. Supplementes. Yes. Do you think they come from south of the border? Uh, I'm saying? sure he's eating the same yeah. tacos. He's yeah. eating the same tacos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Do you see he came out and said he has depression? Yeah. I think he's it's a football thing, man. I think um and then also pro wrestling, all that slamming, all that getting slammed around. This is my take on this. I think I mean you I'm sure you dealt with depression, right? You you have bummer days. Jamie, you have bummer days, sure. right? Shit happens. I think there's a difference between having a depression period in your life or events in your life and then you know you're normally happy dude and there's people with severe depression who have to be medicated there's a scale yeah and he's not on that scale no No, he's not on that scale it makes news because he goes hey i've been sad too before we're like yes rocket sad too right different sad we're not talking ari shafir depressed here you know what i'm saying right he was talking about his mom was ari shafir depressed though much more so his mom walked into traffic and i'm I'm not throwing shade at ari (laughs) we've talked about ari having depression before and he takes medication that's why i said that well he doesn't anymore He's off medication. Yeah, yeah. his and he's life hilarious. got better. And he's hilarious. Magically, became oh weird. Yeah, he's a phenomenal yeah. comic and successful, and he's not depressed no, he's anymore. Not depressed anymore. Weird. Also, he got off Propecia. Callan calls bullshit. Callan's taking Propecia like they're Skittles, and he's the happiest man I know. Yeah, but it's not necessarily uh, like universal. Like some people can take, you know, penicillin and they don't have a problem. Other people are allergic to it. Yeah, but it, I think it's a rare case where you take Propecia and get depressed. I think it's that rare. I, I, if you look at the studies, <laughs> and this come from Callan. I mean, look at this is know, bro science. Well, Callan just wants that hair. He wants to keep that hair so bad. He'll do anything. You know, look, I think you should wear good. a wig. A oh, good fat one. Yes. A red one. Yes. Just go crazy. So I can yank it off and shit. <laughs> I want to wear a wig so bad. <laughs> like one of those uh, those mesh net ones. Just like the like, LeBron sprayed on. Looks almost looks uh, like a Pittsburgh Steeler helmet. Is LeBron still doing that? Yeah, kind of. <clears throat> You just yeah. gotta let it go. Question on this though: like, <coughs> Wouldn't 
you take Propecia mm. because you're a little depressed because your hair is falling out. And if it didn't work, you're going to stay correct. a little depressed. It also fucks with your dick game. Yeah, maybe. But I think what they're saying is like suicidal depression, that there's something about the DHT inhibitor. Dihydrotestosterone, which is a derivative of testosterone, is what causes you to have your hair fall out. The DHT uh, inhibiting factors in Propecia with some people. It adds to it. It's a low percentage, though, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Might be. The study this comes from, which I just, I would Google it. This might have been more than one study, but it was in 2012, and it was only 61 men. Oh, they only did 61 men? How yeah. many got depressed? It said uh, 61 men who formerly used Propecia who experienced more than three months of sexual side effects and had no history of depression, sexual problems of any sort. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, dude, if I'm mm. losing my hair and my dick won't get up, I'm gonna be depressed too. Yeah, there's I'll a stop lot of factors. And then also, you got to figure like, <clears throat> what's happening in your love life if you're depressed and your dick doesn't work? Correct. Like, but also, but, but also, if, you, if, if are you at a nine to five job you hate and, and you that. can't pay the bills, and, and then you that. have family right. drama. Eleven so percent of those, I guess, eleven so percent of the sixty-one, which would be what six of them, five or six. Yeah. Had mild symptoms of depression. Twenty-eight had moderate, and thirty-six had severe. So whoa, Go ahead thirty-six lose. had severe. Uh, I mean, so that's also then when you're asking them. So it's like, what is the study? What was the study? But what hold they- on a second. Did you yeah. say sixty-one people, thirty-six percent had severe depression? Right. They also found that forty-four percent of the men had experienced thoughts of suicide. Hold on. Uh, I'm, what? I'm, I'm, Forty? Hold on. Jesus Christ. Forty-four <laughs> percent? Right, but that's what I'm also going in. Like, what were they? Would they just ask them? Like, have you ever thought of it? Because like, did, well, did they if call- it's a scientific study, I'm sure there's some yeah. sort of protocol they have to follow. Oh, let me understand this though. Sixty-six people were randomly out of a random. How many people took it? Right. It says the, the Journal of Clinical Psych- Psychiatry. Psychiatry. I'm sorry. Study included sixty-one men. That's what it's. So what is that? Like twenty-eight dudes wanted to kill themselves. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, probably lay off that Propecia. Fuck that. I just, I just go bald, dude. Man. Ari said it like was like almost instant, and he never put the two of them together. Never put the two the of them depression together. Depression like, with the with the suicidal thoughts. Like it, all of it came like right when he got like you know he had had some issues in the past with being depressed after breakups, normal shit like everybody has been there. But it wasn't that's not the case. Like, I never want to kill he myself. He didn't. He didn't. <clears throat> Ari's kind of a stoic dude. He's very proud, and he doesn't talk a lot about stuff. And so it took like me and him hanging out where he like wasn't talking. And I was like, okay, what's the matter? And he's like, dude, it's just hard. It's hard to just not kill myself. It's he said hard. that to you? And I went, what? What? Yeah, so we were playing pool in my house. And I was like, what? I go, what's going on? And so he starts telling me, um, they put him on medication, and the medication didn't work, and then they put him on another medication, and then that didn't work, and you know, he's with SAG, he had SAG, after yeah. insurance, not the best insurance. And he's like, I don't know what to do. Um, and I'm like, okay, this is one of my best friends, and he's reaching out. I'm like, Yeah, okay. he's saying something for yeah. a reason. And I don't have any experience with that. I mean, I've had some bummer moments in my life, but I would never say that I was depressed. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy person. You've been depressed though. Yes, I've yes. had bad moments. Yes, but I'm not. A, I'm not. I've never gone through depression. I've never been down for like six. No, months. No, I never couldn't like get that. out of bed or thought about suicide. No, there's a scale of that shit. I thought and about dying. He, but... he was. Uh, he was on a, the dark end of the scale. Dang, that's where heavy. he was thinking about killing himself and trying to f- trying to not do it. So um, I just started making some phone calls. And I found um, 
my business manager found the uh, best psychiatrist. Like you said, like this guy is a wizard. He's dealt with a bunch of my clients before. He's he's helped out a lot. It was very expensive. So I just paid for it. Not to I save a took, life, though. I just told, well, no. I mean, I don't think about it that way. I mean, for Ari, he couldn't afford it at oh, the time. Oh, so Ari's like, yeah, I'm sure a great option. I can't afford this. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, he was getting by um, winning poker tournaments and getting the occasional commercial. How long ago is this? Quite a few years ago. <clears throat> I want to say like 2000, I don't know. It was quite a few years ago. Yeah. 2004, some shit like that. I don't know. I don't remember when it was. Sure. But it was far enough back where Ari was really struggling as a comedian. I mean, he's, I, he's talked about this publicly, otherwise I wouldn't talk about no, it. No, that's why, that's why I brought it up. Yeah. He's talked about it publicly. I'm not airing Ari's lane, or right. dirty right. You know, laundry out there. No. I love Ari. I mean, I don't know what caused it. If it was that, <clears throat> I can't stop coughing today. Like my, my kids are sick as fuck. Oh, that's how it my goes. My youngest man. one. Yeah, yeah, and then everyone gets it. Yeah. Um, he just, his career wasn't going well because he was, you know, it was just getting the ball rolling, yeah. really. But I really think it was the Propecia. Don't you think it was the perfect storm? Mm-hmm. You'd be Propecia, career, yep. who knows what's going on Break with this up. girl. And then yeah. it's just this fucking perfect storm. <laughs> then the Propecia's making you even more depressed. Yep. Then you're like, dude, I'm thinking about killing myself. What the fuck is going on right yeah. now? Yeah. But anyway, dark stuff. so he pulled out of it, got off the Propecia, um, and then his career took the fuck off, right? He got on good medication. Whatever the medication his new psychiatrist got him on worked like a charm. And, like, he was better in, like, a couple months. A couple months, he was, like, back to Ari, fucking around, laughing. Then, oddly enough, when it started working really well for him, then his career started taking off, right? Of course, that's how it works. Yep. Um, his stand-up started taking off, his career started taking off, he became happier, got off the Propecia, and then weaned himself off the drugs. And now, and now he's good. Now he's good, yeah. Now he's but, great to see. But he smokes a lot of weed, and I always wonder like, is that how right? much of that is self-medicating. Yep. But it's okay. But you smoke a ton of weed. It's I not do. self-medicating though, right? No, I like it. You just like doing it. Yeah, you're not a dark guy. It, it makes you. It makes you vulnerable. It makes you think about shit. It makes you nervous. It makes you like. Makes you. You don't just take things for granted when you get high. You, you know, start thinking about things. My problem is I smoked the other night because I couldn't sleep and I was thinking about a lot of things, and then I I got this thought in my head. This is some weird shit, man. I was talking. Uh, I think I was telling Callum this. I hate when my when I think like this, but I was in San Jose and I saw this mom with two homeless kids. Ooh. And the, it, yeah, and um, I was at the store and I was going to buy an expensive sweater and I felt so guilty. So I went and got cash and gave this mom a bunch of cash. And uh, she started crying. I'm like, fuck, man. And there's like this weird guy around the kids. And the kid was about my my son's age, about two, sitting there, this little girl. Oh. And I thought, I thought, I don't know why. I had this random thought. What if he grabbed her by the legs and spiked her on the ground? Oh, I don't know Jesus. why. I know. I know. And then I didn't. And then I gave her the cash. Felt better because there's more people around. I'm like no one's gonna let that happen to a kid. And so that whole night fucked up about it. And then someone reached out to me like, dude, that's her side hustle. She does that all the time. She's actually not. We've seen her like raise those kids on the street. She gets picked up by her husband. It's a shitty deal. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. And I smoked weed, right? And I'm I'm laying in bed. And then I had this visual of someone doing that to my son. I couldn't <sighs> sleep. I felt sick to my stomach. Yeah. I don't, it's weird. Like sometimes weed, I can think if I think about a bit, or I think about something, I'll go down this cool road. But then if that creeps in there 
And yeah. then it's like it get, it kept coming out. It was so visual, and I was like sick to my stomach, man. Well, I mean, it's my son woke up at five, and I fucking beeline to his room and just like squeeze the fuck him for the rest of the morning. Yeah. It's hard, man. Nobody um, knows how much you love a person, how much you can love a person until you have a kid. Correct. Once everyone says that. Everyone says that. It's real. And I'm like, okay, okay. Everyone I know, you told me that. Brian told. Everyone told me this. But then once you have a kid, it's like. I don't know, man. It's just a different animal where now, like, I, when I see the shootings, when I see, you know, the, the, the nuclear war talk with North Korea and Russia, I think, God, and I see that, that that's a lot of negativity on social media and stuff like that. I'm like, the world is such a kind of a fucked up place if you want to look into that stuff. And when I have a kid, I think about him, I'm like, God, man, yeah. what's it going to be like when he's like 16 or 18? Like, what kind of world is it going to be when he's 18? Now, if I think too hard about it, that's when I'll get depressed. Well, I think the world's going to be okay. I mean, for horrible. sure. I don't mean to bring this <clears throat> podcast down to a bummer. No, no. But horrible things are going to happen no matter what. Correct. But, you you know, it changes who you are when you have a kid. It really does. Or you're a piece of shit. Yeah, you know? or you're a sociopath and you suck. It just, if you're around the kid enough, it changes who you are. And if you're not around the kid, it changes who you are because then you realize you're not around the kid. And that, that's going to take a piece out of who you think you are. But you, you know, know what? If, if you, if you, and we have friends who aren't great dads or whatever, and you can see it in their kids. I yeah. can, I, and I'm, I'm not it's saying awful. I'm a psychologist or I'm some expert in parenting, but if I go to a person's house and I see the way the kids treat the parents, I go, you're not around enough, man. Yeah. I can, t I promise you, I can tell. Yeah. My son doesn't act like that. Yeah. Because one thing I, you can call me whatever you want, whatever you want. One thing I am is a beast of a dad. I know that. I don't know if I'm a good comic. I don't know if I was a good fighter. I don't know if I'm a good podcaster. That's all up for debate. One thing I know is I'm a fucking good dad, man. Good for you, man. That's a, it's a very, 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 very important quality. And that quality, when your kid becomes an adult, that's going to be just a major factor in how you get along. Yeah. Like if you, I mean, even parents, <clears throat> I know friends that had bad relationships with their parents when they lived with them. And then once they got out, their parents were nice to them. But their parents were shitty to them when they were kids. And they always hold it against them. Always. They always have that shit in the back of their head. Like, why were you a dick when I was 12? You know, that, that, that shit is always in their head. It's like that avatar horse when you're young, you, you, you mix together. And if you don't mm. mix together when you're young, it, yeah. and I was talking to someone, a, a therapist, they were saying, I think it's from like till they're three. If you don't make that connection, yeah. When, when you're like, oh, when they're four, like, oh, I'll do it now, it's almost too late. Because they already yeah. developed these, these these brain pathways. Yep. We're like, nope, my dad's yeah. an ass. Yeah. And there's really nothing you can do to fix it. Yeah. Man, I went to the movies yesterday with my kid. A movie? Me, uh, we went to see the Gnomeo and Juliet oh, movie. Oh, it? Yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, Sherlock Gnomes? Yeah, the Sherlock Gnomes. Yeah, cute little movie. Yeah. But, you know, we went to that Cineopolis place where, you know, you lean back, you know, those things. Yeah. The, the seats lean back. Good food. And you take the uh, the seat rest down. And she just, my seven-year-old just snuggles with me. The best. We're snuggling, watching a movie. I'm like, I couldn't be happier. Yeah. I don't want to see this stupid fucking movie. No, but I don't but care. she wants to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I couldn't be happier. I sat there and watched this silly no bullshit movie. movie. Yeah. She's just a little snuggle bunny. I've watched just, Boss Baby nine times. Boss Nine Baby's times. not a bad movie. In like a week, though. That's a pretty funny movie, though. And Boss Baby's great. Alex Baldwin's <laughs> The Voice. I've watched like nine funny. times. But my son, whenever we watch, he snuggles up with me. When yeah. usually, this is why I want a daughter. This is why I'm jealous you have daughters. Because daughters love their dads. My son, I'm like, you little traitor. Little bitch. <laughs> mommy, mommy. I'm like, dude, it's me. Every morning you cry for your mom? Girls are like that, too, in a lot of ways. It's Sometimes. Just, you got to accept the fact that the mom is not just the soft 
sweet woman in the house, but she's also the person who made them in her body. Yeah, and there's like, a chemical came connection out of her body, man. There's no like. My, I had to deal with my wife. Like, I'm not naming any kids. I go, I got veto power. I go, but you do way more work. Like, it's way harder to make the person. I go, as long as you try to call the kid applesauce or something fucking stupid. Yeah. You know, I just don't feel like it's, it's not an even proposition. All I did is fuck her. Yeah, which you were going to do anyways. <laughs> which exactly. I was going to do anyways, you but now got we got to deal with this seed, you know? Yeah, you got a bonus. You got a bonus. Overtime for you. It is kind of crazy, though, that sex is how... You make people. I know. And everybody want, just wants to fuck all the time. And you want to fuck a bunch of people. You but, don't you don't, people but a lot of people don't people. want kids. No, no, hell no. You know who opened my eyes like in a big way uh, in a podcast recently that's really been making me think a lot about this is Brett Weinstein. He's the, the professor that got in that. Do you know, the, the, you know who he is? Yes. The controversy with uh, Evergreen The University. pronouns and all that. And they, they were taking the day. <laughs> no, that's uh, yeah. a different one. It wasn't a pronoun thing. It was the day of absence. Yes. They wanted all the white people to stay home. And he's like, that's racist. Ridiculous. And, yeah. Anyway, he was on. He said there's two different things that men are attracted to. They're attracted to a, a woman that they think would be a great companion and a great mother and like someone who, he said there's a difference between hot and beautiful. Correct. Like some women are beautiful and like they're loving, you wanna be around them. He goes, but then there's other women who are just hot. And in males, that very receptive woman who doesn't require any commitment was an opportunity for men to spread their seed with someone who they didn't have to be around for. Wow. Yeah, so there's literally like a programming in a man's mind. So you see a girl with big giant tits and a little waist and a fat ass hanging out of her shorts and she's got sloppy makeup on and she looks at you and you're like, okay, yeah. let's do this. Yes. But that's what that is. It's not like, You don't hey, want to live with her. Right. You're not saying, I would like to start a relationship with you. It's like, yeah. no, I want to shoot my load into you and then you raise my kid when I'm nowhere near you. Yeah. Because it's an opportunity for my DNA to propagate. And wow. Like, wow. That makes I, so much sense. It makes so much sense. I literally never considered it until he brought it up on the podcast. I went, oh, duh. Me neither. I I just thought she's hot, whatever. Yeah, she's just hot, yeah. dirty in a dirty way. Yeah. Like, why is she so I'm attracted hot? to that? Yeah, why is she so dirty? Dude, I, don't I, know, I, I told my girl Whoa. Joe, I told my girl Joe, probably <clears throat> four weeks into it, five weeks, we were getting serious, and she got this job offer to go to Miami. And she was talking about career and stuff like that. And I went, No, that's all cool. That's all, and no one's career first more than me. However, uh, you know, you're put on this earth to be a mom, right? Like, you're going to be such a beast of a mom. I guarantee you, because I saw her interact with Callan's kids. Mm -hmm. I, went, I can guarantee you. You might be the greatest host in the world, but I, you're going to be the best mom I've ever seen. And then she's like, really? I'm like, I guarantee you. Fucking bam. Bam. Yeah. Well, that's There's just those qualities that you can right. see. It's something. And when someone's not, when someone's a bad mom, it's such a depressing oh, thing. Oh, man. Nothing worse. <sighs> it's so depressing to be around. A woman is like really short with her kids and shitty with them. And like, oh. Or even as a kid, if I had friends who like talk back to their parents or mean to their parents, I'm like, oh, yeah. God, what's wrong with you? Or if I was dating a girl, she'd like badmouth her mom. Like, what's wrong with you, girl? You know, and the hard thing is that pattern's hard to break. It's hard to break. Those kids may very well have that same kind of behavior towards their yeah. kids. Like when they, they become adults, <clears throat> it's a hard pattern to break. Sometimes you need the right person in your life. Like a good person in your life that you, you know, a, a wife or a husband or whoever it is, you know, when you, you match up with that person, like it changes who you are too. That's what I always say that one of the most important things about um, community, like your community of friends, yeah. is that when you have good friends, those people change you. 
Like you react like everyone is your tribe. You react like everyone's your friends. So you want good for them. You love them. You care about them. They change who you are. They change if they inspire you or they, they whether they inspire you with being smart or their kindness or with their ambition, whatever yep. it is. That we're are we're not individuals. We're a piece of a community always. And that community, even if it's a small community that you call family, that piece is dependent upon who you do that piece with. Like you might be an amazing dad with the right woman, but with the wrong woman, you might be so frustrated with the relationship that you're not as good a dad as Correct. you are right now. There might be chaos going on all the time. You might be situations you put the kid in where you're yelling and screaming at each other that the kid shouldn't see. All these different factors that are dependent upon your relationship with this other person. Mm -hmm. And they change you and you change them. Like you might be the wrong person for them. They might be super cool and calm with someone else. But with you, they it's you just. It's not a mix. It doesn't. You hit buttons for whatever nah. reason. It's like a woman saying to you, uh, you know, you don't want an equal. Like, well, well I don't want this. Yeah, that, I don't want this. I know argument. I don't want this. You might be right, but I know for sure I don't want this. Oh, you're threatened. You're threatened yeah. by a strong woman. No. I'm threatened by you. You're just, you're aggressive for yeah. no reason. Who the fuck has ever said that? You're threatened by a strong man. You're threatened by a strong man? Like, oh, what? It's like, what? Shut up, Change pussy. Tables. I know. What are you calling yourself a strong man? Get the fuck out of here. Any guy who calls himself a strong man like is that, strong? most likely is <laughs> yeah. a bitch. Yeah. Most likely he's just trying to prop himself up. And I feel the same way about women who say that shit. I agree. Women who are like, you know, you're scared of a strong woman. Like, okay, am I really? Or are you a cunt? Yep. Are you a cunt? Just a raging cunt. Is this, this cunt talk? This sounds like... <laughs> this cunt talk? This sounds is this your all, cunt talk this ran again? super uncomfortable. I don't know what got us to this position, but whatever I did, please, I'll apologize. But I also feel like in, in, in this community of friends that we're talking about, if you were a shit father, it would show elsewhere in your life, oh, like yeah. around us, or oh, yeah. if we're at the at the comedy store, oh, yeah. or at a restaurant, or in your in your social media, it's gonna come out one way or another, you know. Well, you know and that it'd expression. Be tough to be in that group. You know the expression, "How you do one thing is how you do everything." Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think there's something to that. I mean, obviously, there's people that are really good at one thing and suck at other things, so it's not a, it's not always 100 percent correct, but. You know, if you're a shitty dad, you're going to be a shitty friend. Mm -hmm. I agree. And if you're a shitty friend, you're probably going to be a shitty dad. And I, and I say this too with like, with dudes who are shitty da uh, dads, it's like, all right, if you're willing to do that to your, literally you're connected to this person right. chemically, they're, they're made yeah. of your DNA. If you're willing to treat him like that, when the going gets rough for me, where the fuck are you going to be? Right. There's no way I want you in my foxhole. Yeah. Yeah. That's big, man. It's, and then people that don't. They don't understand that. They don't understand what they're doing wrong. Like, oof, that's rough too. It's know? a bummer. The people that can't see it, and you try to explain it to them, and they can't see it. The one thing people won't put up with, though, is, and I would never do this, but if you give someone parenting advice, it just doesn't. There's just there's certain things you can't talk about usually: politics, religion, and parenting. The only way I think parenting advice works ever is if you talk about one great thing that you found that you do with your kid without criticizing that other yes. person. Yes. You could, you could give them advice, but not give them advice, but like you could relay your personal positive experiences, and either they take it or they don't. But as soon as you start saying, hey, man, I see how you talk to your son, and you're like, what? What I the know. fuck did you say? I know. People get yeah, man, super just, just, uh, Your son is, uh, you know, he's an individual, man. You treat him like he's a, <laughs> an object. Like, fuck, I don't fucking treat my son like... Uh, all it's of a sudden, on. Game yeah. over. He's not even listening to what you said. <clears throat> no, you're all ramped Dude, up. Dude, I had a... My son was... 
one and a half at the time. And I was taking him to this this play area, and he you know he, he didn't know how to express himself, and everyone was older, and he'd hit kids, and he's a big kid, he's a ninety nine percentile for size and all that stuff, and he would hit kids, and the the place where I was taking him in Brentwood knew I was a former fighter. One of the guys who works front desk is a fan. I've talked MMA with him, and they took me to the side and said. You know, we, we got a bit of a problem because Tiger is uh, hitting kids and we think it's in direct correlation of you letting him watch fights and for what you did. I just started laughing. You guys are silly as fuck. I'm, a, I'm never bringing him back. B, he's one and a half. Everyone else in there's three. I mean, yeah, he cold cocked that kid with a left hook and I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. That kid took his toy. However, it's just, this is what kids do. They hit, man. It's nothing. And we, and I tell him no, and I stay on top of my helicopter, the parent, the fuck at him when he's in there. But he's, he's one and a half. Right. The rest of the kids are older. And trust me, he's not watching UFC. It's not, has they nothing to do with it. Yeah. They think like, took me to the side. And this, this lady was like that U of FC or whatever you're oh, getting into. God. I was like, oh my God, this is some Brentwood shit lady. There's a lot of There's that some Brentwood, Brentwood shit, shit right now. All right, you gotta, well, let them, you gotta let them eat dirt. If they hit each other, they hit each other. We're concerned that you're constantly reaffirming his gender without him choosing. Oh, dude. We're concerned. Hmm. Some I was reading something about some lady who had a three-year-old trans kid. I'm like, oh my god. <sighs> how about, are you sure? Are you positive? Sure it's he's, not just a kid. You're three. Oh, you mean how he's into cars this week? Next week he's being trolls. And you want to chop his dick off? Well, they they were like this article was like really super positive about it. And oh my god! How they bringing the kid to therapy and shit and <sighs> aiding his transition. I'm like he's fucking three. And this I just read this like two days ago. I was like, this is so nuts. There's so much of this going on right now. Yeah, and I want to be a transformer when I was three. You don't see my dad putting fucking mechanical arms on me. Need Imagine wheels. if I was. Three and he put elbows. arms on me, and I'm 19. Like, what the fuck, Dad? Why am I a robot now? Well, when you're three, you told us you want to be a robot. It's the same shit. It is the same shit. It's cra- It's insane. It's so weird. It's so weird that people are just openly jumping into this, and it's these weirdo, super, you know, ideological progressive people that just they're locked into this idea that it's amazing to have a trans kid, and you know, the kid shows any sign whatsoever of being inclining to be female or inclining to be male that they're pushing it. I'm like, God. I feel, I feel like it's exceptionally it, bad it out here. Well, it's also very dangerous because they start wanting to fuck with the kid's hormones. Like, you got to let the, the child develop. There's no real science into what the fuck happens when you put hormone blockers into a three-year-old and try to transition them into a girl. But also, the, the real doctors who know what the hell they're doing, they're not going to inject that kid with hormones. They're going to say, listen, if you want to do this, when you're 18, 19... Even then's a little too early. Even then's too when you're, early. When, when you're 21, which is again, it's too early. The, and I've seen this on some of the bullshit reality TV shows I watch. But these legit doctors go, then I'm willing to help you out. But before then, get out of here. No, get out. Let's see where you're at when you're 16. But there's a market for it, which is a cruel thing to say and a weird way to describe it. Here's the problem, Joan. We're, we're, ta- we're talking about you know on the spectrum. For some of those kids, they do feel like they're trapped in a woman's body, yeah. you know, and, and I feel for them that must suck to go through high school and all that. But isn't that the exception? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it, it is, is that kid the exception that well, feels and like also, that? And they should have, have access to it? How could you do that with a three year old? I know. I mean, how do you know? I mean, you just don't. And anybody says that you do, you're crazy. People change. You change when hormones get entered into your body, and maybe you won't be the most masculine man in the world, and maybe you will turn into a woman someday. Maybe. But give yourself a goddamn chance to just exist. Do you see the high school wrestler? 
Yes, the girl just beating up right, and then and then she wins and test. gets booze like yeah. a motherfucker. She does. I know it's not fair. She should be allowed to uh, wrestle boys, or he should be allowed to wrestle boys. You know, but you know, whatever, man. It's crazy. You're you're taking a high school girl and you're filling her up with testosterone, with injections. What? Like, it's it, not. <clears throat> and then you're allowing her to wrestle girls that aren't on testosterone. It's fucking cheating. Okay, if she was just a girl and she wasn't like trying to transition into a man and they found out that she was winning the state championship as a woman or as a girl rather by taking steroids they would take it away from her oh, they would be, say she's cheating there'd be an uproar this but, is the, some but then what do you do not, not let her wrestle yes not let her wrestle don't let her wrestle at all what yeah. happens if they go we can't wrestle with the boys and then well, just either, can't wrestle at all well either this wrestle is, the this, boys yeah. or don't wrestle i, I would and say she that's what she he wants he wants to wrestle the boys he, she, Pronouns, son. They. It's he. They're. Z's. Zers. Zers. Um, yeah, I, I think, it, hey, if, you, if you're going to choose to go that path of this yeah. transition into a, a female, then you give up your right to wrestle. Because we yeah. don't have a division for that vet and, right. yet, and we don't have enough wrestlers. Yeah, she's transitioning to he. And it's just, it's not fair. It w if it was the other way, it would be more fair. Because, like, if you're a man and you're transitioning to be a woman and they make you wrestle men, well, you're going to be at a disadvantage because you are taking hormone blockers or you're getting castrated, you're losing your testicles, you're, whatever, the, whatever it is, you are at a disadvantage. You're going to get that ass beat. Yeah, he's at a disadvantage now transitioning to, I mean, he's at a, a massive Huge advantage, advantage right now transitioning to a man. They, he's on steroids. The, kid, the kid's on steroids. Testosterone, 100%. Yes. And probably a lot of them. Probably a lot of it, because they're trying to turn him into a man. Correct. Like, it's all nuts, man. I know. Like, where was this 30 years ago? Was it just like a silent epidemic? That was everyone just discussed? undercover and like, God, I feel like a woman, you know? There was a few of those. There was like that one guy, Renee Richards, that uh, the tennis player that wound up uh, transitioning. He was a terrible male tennis player. Transitioned to a female tennis player and started dominating. Oh, that's that's Juana Man. That's the plot of Juana Man Tennis Edition. You remember that movie? No, it was Juana Man. Juana Man was a guy who couldn't. He got suspended from like the Lakers, the fake Lakers in the movie. So he's like, God, I want to play basketball. So like, you could make the women's team. He just wore a wig and put titties on and started dunking on bitches. Well, that does happen today. There was a guy who was ready for this. Fifty years old. He was six foot four or five. Played women's college basketball because he played as a man but now he's not a man anymore now this fool is a fucking woman this fool he's a fool if and you're went a fool back and you're 50 years old and you're pretending to be a, a college girl hell and you're no. like i'm in a fantasy world oh, this is my no. fantasy and she's a giant and she's swatting basketballs out of people's hands there's joanna man yeah see if you can find the guy who played who's 50 type in 50 year old transsexual man Transsexual plays women's college basketball in America, right? Yeah, in America. But here's the thing Imagine if your kid is on a team with that person and that person Takes your kids Scholarship takes your kids. No, look at that right there 50 oh, year old on. Yeah, seriously giant jacked, jacked and got 50 year old nose man on him and became a college basketball player at fucking my age get the fuck out of yeah. here 52 excuse me gabriel ludwig 52 okay two years older than me goes to college can she ball uh i think she played as a man look at the size difference now imagine your kid is competing against her 
and and can't get a shot off. Can't and get she's a shot just off. Shaquille O'Neal and, and your it's daughter. It's just bullshit. It's like if Shaquille O'Neal was playing what? on that other team, if Shaquille O'Neal transitioned to be a woman and decided to go back to college, this college would let her play as a woman. That's Shaquille O'Neal as a woman. What college is that? Douchebag University. I don't know. I what don't want to. I don't want to give him any press. Press. It just makes me sick. It's, I mean, that's a giant it's man. Nonsense. With tits. It, it's straight nonsense. It's straight nonsense. This is where she could ball play. This though? is the. This is where progressiveness goes down the rabbit hole. What is it? Mission College. That's yeah. probably a JUCO, huh? I don't know what it is, but it gets. It could suck it. It can suck a Not non-existent dick. Yeah. Well. It's a, <clears throat> Interesting thing. She played college basketball 30 years ago as a man. That's what I said. How does she still have eligibility? Because she's a woman now. That's what I said. They let her transition. And when you're transitioning, you go back. Now you're a woman. You don't have a history of playing as a woman. So now you're allowed to play again. So five more years of college yep. eligibility. Yep. Dude, I feel like a lot more guys are going to do this. There's a few that would do it. Oh, 100%. You know, Dana White was joking around about that. Like, I know a few guys, if they could be a world champion, they'd cut their dick off. There's a few guys. Oh, I'm sh yeah, some guys who, Look, by all means, necessary. It's crazy to even suggest, but so is walking into YouTube, shooting a bunch of people, and then shooting yourself in the chest. That's crazy to suggest, too. That's people crazy. People are out of their fucking mind. That bitch was definitely out of her mind. And also, if you saw a YouTube <clears throat> video, no wonder you made no fucking money, lady. Those videos were terrible. Well, there's, terrible. there's something wrong with that lady's brain. How about her dad goes, uh, warn the police, like, hey, yeah. you guys need to check her out. She didn't do something bad to YouTube. There's yeah. some, some issues here. But if you're a cop... And they did find her the night before at 2 a.m. because she went missing. They found her, and they're like, yeah, she doesn't seem like she's going to hurt herself or anyone else. I don't know what you want us to do. Like, we found her. She's, she said she's good. She's sleeping in her car. Until someone does something, it's so hard to do anything about it. Like, they, they, um, they sent that one college kid. They're sending him back. They found uh, his roommates. I was, we were talking about it yesterday. His roommates were talking about him. They were seriously worried about him. He had uh, bleached his hair blonde, started stockpiling ammunition, bought an assault gun, and then uh, the cops came to visit him, and, and after the cops left, he went out and bought another AR, and they're like, okay, okay, that's it. And they go, we gotta, we gotta do something about this. His roommates were freaking out, like people were freaking out being around the guy, and they sent him back on a technicality because he wasn't going to school, because he stopped going to class. So what can you do? Student visa. What they, the fuck can you they, do? They deported him. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, and they said, we think we prevented a tragedy. I love that. Yeah. That's I mean, exactly what they should do. I mean, but, but however, with this lady, let's say they stopped at 2 in the morning, she's in a car, right. and the parent, and the, the dad, the dad, who, you know, uh, she, she came from his seed, goes, listen, she, she she's going to do something bad. We think we've seen signs. We've known her since she was a day old. You guys should do something about it. I don't think you should go, ah, we talked to her. Seems all right. Maybe take her in for the what night. What can you do, though? Have she doesn't talk to do the therapist. Anything. But if she doesn't do anything, and then she does. Like, you, people are so unpredictable. I would look at those eyebrows and toss her in jail for That for video of her doing those squats and the jumps, the workout video. Terrible workout. Look at those eyes. Uh, crazy. She's not there. She's, she's from like a different a, planet. a horror movie. And then, I, but then, and then she's mad. She's not getting freaking revenue yeah. from the YouTube. And YouTube's like, uh, your videos suck, lady. We have nothing to do well, with it. See, You're you crazy. Didn't, you didn't come up in the open mic circuit. So you don't have a PhD in psychos. <laughs> like, 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 like Tony Hinchcliffe or all these dudes that have been in the grind. Like I remember, I mean, I did <laughs> open mics a long time ago, but they're fucking crazy people. There's a certain amount of open micers who think that they're really funny and they can't get work and they're angry about it and they're really fucking crazy. I people. get on Kill Tony when I've been on like two oh, or three yeah, times. Oh yeah, that's a perfect example. Yeah. 
Kill Tony is a perfect example. You go there and you're like, what in the fuck am I watching? And if someone tries to tell that person, like, maybe you should connect more with the crowd. Ah, oh, connect. I'm they connecting get, with people. Mad. I'm connecting. This is my best bits. These bits are good bits. And the people are like, what in the fuck? Tony Tawonga is like, dude, you're bombing. He goes, they were laughing. They're laughing. They ain't laughing at you. And Tony goes, they're laughing because you're fucking terrible and we're making faces behind you. He goes, that's laughing. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Tony's like, get off the stage. He's like, make me. It's like, oh my God, dude. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Yeah, but you see, you see that too on American Idol. There be some crazy dude mm -hmm. like my mom thinks I'm the best, you know, the best yeah. since Lionel Richie, and they get up and they just completely bomb, and then they talk shit to the experts. Yeah, you guys just don't know what you want. Well, you have to look at people as a whole, right? Now, if you look at people as a whole, like physically, right? There's people that are built like you, and there's people that are built like Vern Troyer. That's just a fact. It's tough. It's, just, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's but then just, there's also brilliant minds. Right. That but it, like but my point is, it's come on seven. It's a roll of the dice. That's yeah. the same thing with everything. It's the same thing with your mind as well. It just is. The mind varies widely. It varies racially. It varies interracially. It varies uh, age-wise. Like, you're going to have a 50-year-old black guy that's the smartest guy you ever met in your life, and you're going to have a 50-year-old white guy who is a fucking moron, Correct. and you're going to have a 50-year-old woman who's out of her fucking mind, and you're going to have a 50-year-old woman who's a brilliant you know, a physicist, and you're going to have everything. You're going to have every combination, every combination of smart and stupid and, and tall and thin. People vary, but they also vary with how crazy they are. But also, that's a, that's I, a variable. I think, I think some people are crazy, and then they find a passion, they run with it. Maybe, maybe. it's music, comedy, but then some of those crazy people. Uh, who are different than the others in high school get made fun of, get bullied, and then that craziness turns into darkness. Oh, then yeah. they get a hold of AK-47. Oh, yeah. Then that's when you get the mass shootings. Oh, yeah. That's, because there's experiences yeah. with those crazy people, and maybe they turn the right direction, and they do something great, right? Great songs, come up with a great bit, or come up with a great TV show. Yeah. Or that person gets bullied so bad, the direction they go in is dark as fuck. 100%. And that crazy mind does crazy stuff. Yeah, so 100%. Physical abuse, sexual abuse. Along with that, medications. The, yeah, sure, medications can do it, and that's all. I mean, every single mass shooter's on medications. But when you look at the combination of all the different factors, it's like when you see that lady crying in her car at two o'clock in the morning. You're a cop. You don't know what to do. What do you, What do you think? You think she's gonna like? I knew when I looked at her that she was gonna go on a YouTube and shoot that place up. No, there's no way you know. Uh, there's no way. There's no, how, but the Nicholas Cruz kid, same thing. They <sighs> they came to see him two years before. I know. And they decided he wasn't a threat, and the people were like the FBI is incompetent. No, 24 months later, first of all, he probably got fucking crazier. Crazy. Right in 24 months, his mom wound up dying like six months before that, so that probably fucked him up too. There's probably a whole host of factors. Chain but, events, right? But he never did it before. How the fuck can you predict? Like, you, that's a, that's these random shooters. It's a, I don't know what you're gonna do. The, the the only thing with the YouTube thing is if the dad goes, listen, my daughter is gonna do something crazy, and they find her right. near the YouTube uh, Northern California offices, we should at least take her in for the night, talk to her. Yeah. And, and you know that's the yeah. least you're not gonna you're not gonna lose anything taxpayers be happy to pay for a night in there you know it's all, yeah. it's all good yeah I mean I don't know if that would do it though you know it's like that lady just seemed fucking nuts man someone someone said uh, someone posted it and said be ready to never sleep again <laughs> I mean that, that video didn't scare me that much yeah if anything I went oh she's batshit crazy yeah like super duper batshit crazy she thought YouTube was out for her cause they she was she, her views were lowering one, yeah. one video I thought she had 45 views <sighs> it's like come on man that is fucking bananas man I'm sure they pull her YouTube page by now Jamie mm -hmm. yeah 
And how, how if you're gonna go out, right? Most people do it to the head. She shot herself in the chest. <sighs> That's dark. Savage. That's dark. That's a dark way to go. Yeah. And the people that have done that, I guess. People that knew their brain was going to get looked yeah. at. Yeah, Junior right? Seau did yeah. that. He shot yeah. himself in the chest because he goes, I want you to study my brain because it's not good. Fuck. I can't feel good. No. I feel like the brain be way Damn, faster. we went dark. We went we, dark. We got to bring it back. We, we've gone dark this podcast. We got to bring it back. Let's, let's bring it home. Let's bring it home on a positive thing. Bring it home, bro. Doug Rose. Doug Rose. Oh, that's the fight no one's talking about. Yoana yeah. Rose. Hey, Jamie, tell um, homeboys got to watch the monitor. Um, yeah, Thug Rose. No and one's Yolanda. talking about it. it's being overshadowed. Yeah, it is being overshadowed. It's a crazy one, right? It's because nobody expected it to go down the way it did in the first one. You know, not then, at all. In the rematch, Joanna's on weight. She's way lighter. She was one twenty two last week. You know, so she's just a few pounds away. Here's my problem with this fight, and, uh, and I'm st- I hate, uh, I might I might stop making picks. I said <laughs> on the podcast yesterday, it doesn't make me feel good when I pick against people. It doesn't make me feel good. I feel like I have to do it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't do picks, and they come to me for picks. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, for a long time, I thought, oof, Rose, Rose, she's a monster, and I know Rose right from Denver. She landed that left hook, and Trevor teaches that, and Pat Barry teaches that, and that's exactly what they wanted to do. Amazing fight. I, I bet they fight you know, three or four times. But if they do a rematch, which they should give Joanna the immediate rematch, Rose would be a little bit of trouble because Joanna is a fucking machine. Here's the caveat to that. When I see Joanna do interviews and she goes, it was my nutritionist, it was this person, it was this, it was this, she, never once has she ta- owned it and taken credibility. I go, that's not the way a world champion speaks. That's mm. not the way at all someone talks. Yeah. And when I see a bunch of excuses, I go, oh shit, you have a hole in your boat and you're, cu- you're masking it with duct tape and you're trying to get back to this point. Mm. You're just masking, you're not solving, you're not actually patching that up. And so you're susceptible again. And now you, you're talking like that never happened. It was a yeah. fluke. Yeah. Rose is pretty fucking good. And if you don't respect her again, you think it's your nutritionist is why you lost that fight, you're probably going to lose again. You might be right. You might be right. That's the only thing that bothers me. I think Joanna is one of the greatest champions of all time, one of the greatest fighters. But it's just when I see that, I'm like, oh, you're you're just going you're going about it the wrong way. And she <laughs> goes, you know, I even talked to Rhonda, and you know, she said she had a weight cut. I'm like, no one's dealt with losses worse than Rhonda. You don't want to preface that. You don't want to reference that at all. Right. I don't want to see that out of Joanna. She has so much more work to do. Yeah. Well, it's also. Joanna had a long career in Muay Thai, a long career, you know, like a lot of fights. Oh, yeah, tons. A lot of uh, kickboxing sparring, a lot of MMA sparring. Sometimes your chin just goes. I mean, this is a, this is a real possibility. Sometimes your you, chin just goes. You think it's a chin thing? I, I, I think don't it's know. A, yeah. I don't know. I, I see, I, I think it's too early to call for that, especially at that weight class. I think for her, it's more she just wasn't being respectful of Rose right. and thought she was going to walk through and all the shit talking she was doing. Right. And Rose is a different animal. She she reminds me of Brian Ortega a little bit, where where she's very dangerous, on unconventional, and these certain spots you can't train for. So I, she's that type of animal with, with similar to Brian Ortega. But with Joanna, uh, if, if gun to my head, I'd say Joanna wins by decision. Mm. But again, I hate I, 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 making picks makes me feel bad lately. Yeah, making picks is tough, man, because you you know you're gonna piss people off, and you know they oh we're fucking rooting against me, huh? Like that's no, just you have to look at the analysis of it. Before the fight, I thought Rose was in trouble. I'm like Joanna's very hard to take down. Me too. Her stand up is world class, and I think she's she could very well pick Rose apart. And you know, and and cracker, she's coming in. 
But when she hit her with that left hook, she hit her before that and hurt her. But when she hit her with that left hook, I was like, Jesus. Explosive, too. She looks good, man. And Rose, like, uh, on the embedded, Rose was, uh, Pat Barry takes a giant box of tennis balls and throws tennis balls at her. And she's popping tennis balls in the air, and she she looks fucking solid. Dude. And Rose, solid. too, her ceiling is, we're just seeing it. Yeah. She has so much room for growth. She's so young, and yeah. she has Pat, and she has Trevor around her. And now, forever, people are like, you're going to be world champion. And yeah. when everyone tells, coaches tell fighters all the time. But when it actually happens, you go, oh, shit. Yeah. They're not bullshitting. They're no. not just saying this. And I think when she actually believes it, now you're dealing with different Thug Rose. You're yeah. dealing with different Joanna. Joanna doesn't think she's the greatest gift to the MMA world. So that kind of combination, it's such a fascinating right. fight. And no one's talking about it. Yeah, well, everybody was so caught up in this cancellation. And the Ferguson-Khabib fight was so huge. <laughs> for the hardcores, for sure. But it's also one of those things where... With Rose coming into this fight now and Joanna making excuses for the last fight, you know, I'm really interested to see like what happens when they square off. I can't wait for that fight. Each other. Is Joanna going to do the same talking again and Rose is going to reciting the Bible? I don't think she can. I don't think I don't think Joanna can do the same talking. You don't you don't think she goes, this was a fluke. I'm doing the exact same <clears> thing. No, I think Rose is going to stare right through her fucking soul. Me again. too. Be like, I'm the champ, bitch. When you talk a gang of shit at someone and they just stare right through you and then they murk you in the first round it's very tough to talk that shit the second time it's gonna be interesting i think that's a sign if joanna isn't respecting rose again if she gets up there and start talking that shit i would put a ton of money on rose yeah yeah if i see her doing the same things i'm like oh shit you learn nothing girl Uh, you learn nothing well it's whether or not rose can clip her again if rose charges in and clips her again it's also the thing about a striker always worried about being taken down is more likely to get hit with a shot. Yep. Like Kevin Randall when he knocked out Mirko Krokar. Correct. Same thing. Like Kevin was the threat as a wrestler, leaps in with a left hook and catches him right on the chin, knocks him the fuck out. I think there's a there's a real correlation there. I wouldn't be surprised if Joanna's so focused on improving her stand up and, and you know it's like all right I caught this time, I'm just gonna overwhelm her stand up, she gets submitted. She overlooked the submission game of Rose, which is actually Rose's best weapon. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, bro, we, we might see Rose throw a flying arm bar. Correct. We might see Rose do Correct. some wild shit. She doesn't care about being on her back. No, no. And she's fast. She she goes for shit. She like She's a wild, explosive person, you know, and she's a really interesting thinker, too. You know, she had a tough life, man. Yep. Tough life growing very up tough. And, and developed this very strong mind because controlled of chaos is what mm-hmm. I call it. And she's brilliant at yeah. it. Yeah. And I think what else is fascinating about this, not that fight, I'm more, almost more excited for that fight than anything now. But what's fascinating to me is everyone talks about Conor McGregor, right? Especially when you're talking about 155. And with Conor and Max Holloway, Connor's never looked back and went, ah, I'll fight that guy back there, even though I'm better. The thing that gets Connor out of bed, I think, is the challenge and making history. And I think if Khabib or Max were to win, that would be a new challenge, and he would be an underdog against Khabib. And with Max Holloway, they obviously have a history at 55. Especially if Khabib were to win, I think we see Connor take that fight now because he goes, That's mm. pound for pound great. Well, yeah. I'm the best at moving backwards, hitting dudes. I yeah. bet you I can beat that guy. And we see him, I think we see him take that fight. Mm. And I've never said that before. I've, I've always, I know Dana said, oh, they're going to fight in Russia. I'm like, God, why would Connor fight him? And then I think about like, when you think of all the challenges in Connor's career and what gets him going, it's not people behind him. It's always when people go, that guy's the best. He goes, cool, give me that guy. Very similar yeah. to Max Holloway. Mm. Yeah. 
if Max wins, for sure they have a rematch. 100%. 100%. The thing about Khabib is you always got to wonder who's avoiding him. There's a difference there. Everybody. Yeah. See, the difference is Max is one of the best fighters on the planet, no doubt. He's one of my top. One of my top guys. Maybe 100%. even ever. Top feather, featherweight of all time. But people aren't avoiding him. No. It's yeah. like I said, Khabib's a different animal. He's a like, terrifying I, I, guy. I, I referenced this. I said, I said, if you gave me a choice to make the walk against Francis or Khabib, I'm ch- picking Francis because it's a quick death. He's going to knock my head into the third row, but it's quick. Khabib, it's like an ISIS video. It's going to be long, drawn out. It's going to be a fucking nightmare that you're not going to forget. Yeah, he's going to beat your body into a pulp. But it, the worst is he breaks you where it's like, oh, you were good at this? And people thought you were mentally strong? Watch this. This. Now yeah. your entire family and friends going to see how much of a pussy you are as they bash your brains in round after round after round after round. You see him break guys too, though. You see like there's something happens to them when they just they give in to the inevitability of getting ragdoll. Oh, he's just better. Yeah. Oh, the only person that's going to beat him. It's not a person. It's a fucking grizzly bear. <laughs> you know, it's like fuck this, man. And you see, you can see it in their uh, eyes where it just changes. Where mm-hmm. it's just like, nope. Not happening. Yeah. Oh, how many rounds? Four, four more rounds of this. This it, is terrible. If he wins and he beats Holloway, I guarantee you he's calling out McGregor. Uh, he wants the GSP fight. Khabib wants GSP. Holy shit! That's what I hear. Whoa, that's the super at one seventy. Mm-hmm. Whoa, what a Whoa. great fight! Right, it's a perfect time to do it right now. Right, GSP wins. By rear naked choke against Bisping at 185 says he doesn't want to fight at 85 again. Here, take your belt, suck it. GSP just goes suck it. Take suck your belt. It. Take your yeah, belt. I know. I told you I'd fight there. Suck. Do whatever it. you want to do with that belt. <laughs> I'm just gonna do whatever the fuck I want. I made a couple million bucks. True. I'm gonna kick back for a while. And now you get party. Khabib. Who? Oh, you fancy yourself a grappler, GSP? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Let's yeah. party. That's a really interesting You know, if fight. I could make a super fight, if I was like Dana, Scrooge McDuck, just sitting on top of all these gold coins, I'd call it Ben Askren. Like, yo, any interest in fighting Khabib at 170? Fuck yes. Fuck What's yes. What's up, brother? That's what I'm talking about. Yes. That's the call fight. Call your boy. I'll call my boy. I'm going to talk he to him He blocked my call. This weekend. Call your boy. Did he block your call? Uh, I don't call him, but I'm sure he I'm fucking- I'm going to talk to him this weekend. I'm going to talk to him this weekend. That would be the fight. But what? you know- The one they fight to get him but out. But here's the thing. The when bet. Ben Askren wins, he starts talking shit, calling Dana Perfect. fat fuck, you Perfect. egghead. It works. It sells pay-per-views. <laughs> it's the bottom line. Yeah, but then you ruin Khabib if Ben Askren could beat I think you give Ben Askren a guy who's a good fighter. GSP. Well- yeah, but seeing it, most people don't know who Ben Askren is. The problem is he fought in Bellator for so long, and then even when Bellator has gotten bigger on Spike TV, he was off in one FC. Which yeah, no one. We saw. are huge Ben Askren fans. I know, but we're hardcore. Like the the casual fan has no idea. Like who's this guy with the curly hair? They're sending to his death. I, but <laughs> but we can sell it because yes. he speaks well. He's a beast on the mic. Oh yeah. And then you pin a, never gets a, hit an Olympian yeah. who's never who's undefeated, never been yeah. hit against right. Khabib. Yeah. And we call it the Cold War. Well, I think in the UFC, particularly me, who I'm a big Ben Askren dick rider, and Jimmy Smith, who's also a big Ben Askren dick rider. I think we're all dick riders. We're all ben dick Askren. riders. We, we could sell the shit out of it. I could hype the shit out of that oh fight God. and to be 100% honest in the process. I think he's something special. I think his grappling is very unusual, very difficult to prepare for. And if you're going to deal with Khabib against a guy who can neutralize his stuff, and then we see, like, what, what if we see Khabib on his back? 
Ben Askren fucking with a knee across the belly, punching Khabib in the face. We're like, no. What about Ben Askren on no. his back? Right. What and about Khabib it? just doing the ground and pound. Right. And there's these tra- crazy yep. scrambles, yep. and yep. the grappling community is going to be like, what the fuck? It would be amazing. This is terrible striking. Good but luck selling fuck? that to Uncle Dana. Uncle you Dana's going to so? be, fuck, 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 fuck you. He's going to slam that phone down. Fuck you. He would have to have. He's like, sir, I'm trying to c- finalize CM Punk Floyd here. When you're talking about <laughs> Ben Askren, Khabib, how dare you? He would have to have a good relationship with Ben Askren. They would have no, to he be doesn't. buddies. I disagree. Really? No, he doesn't. No? He can go, all right, I'm going to make money off this kid. I have $450 million. I can make money off this kid. Let me do this. Don't you think you'd have to put Ben Askren in a UFC fight, though, against somebody to show everybody what he's capable of? Nope. He has all those belts, undefeated, Olympian. We right. just promo the shit. He's on Embedded. He's on UFC Tonight. He's on Below the Belt. He's on JRE. We go on this yeah. campaign. He's campaign. dressed in a flag. He's like, watch me beat the shit out of the uh, pound for pound great <laughs> Russian. Who else doesn't like Russia? We're all, yeah. <laughs> MAGA. MAGA. Great. Ooh, I like it. It's never happening, probably, though. It's never happening. No. But you sold me. Thank if you, If we sir. could just get Dan to listen to this video, Dana, Dana, Uncle D. If you just have him fight someone who's really good, like Neil Magny or Carlos Condit, have him his He's introduction eating him fight. up like fucking Kobayashi Tadas. Let's watch that introduction fight. And who knows? Nope. This is a one-shot Hail Mary here. <laughs> We're selling the fuck out of it. <sighs> I'm interested. Because then what happens if he fights Neil Magny or Carlos Condit and just like rapes him, humps him for three rounds? People are like, that's sucked man i know but he probably won't be able to do like khabib so you got to watch that one we missed well, the his boat style is so much more suited to one fc because they allow those knees to the head on the ground true soccer kicks and but they still allow soccer kicks in one fc did they stop it after brandon vera like almost executed dude i thought or dude, maybe i think they still do it how about the roger huerta one? Oh my god roger huerta got head kicked by that dude how about roger huerta's fighting ben henderson this yeah, weekend Bellator. that's flying under the radar yeah it is flying under the way well it's like you know Huerta was the first ever MMA fighter on the cover of Sports Illustrated. People, People forget. forgot. Yep. People forgot that back in the day, was this like 2002-ish, 3-ish? Yeah, that? he was Four? coming he, right before that. He, I forget who he beat. Then he was supposed to fight Kenny Florin, if you remember. And well, he was wait, on the front cover. What year was that? 2004? 2005? No. Oh, that's crazy. Later than that. 2006. 2006? Six? What does it say? Oh, yeah. Here's the head kick. <clears throat> so the dude uh, is he's already beating him. He ragdolls him. Huerta's down. And look at this. This is horrible. Boom. Oh. I mean, that is one of the worst head kicks you'll ever see. That was horrible. That see, dude I don't want to see that. I yeah. don't want that in my sport. That, that's horrible. That one's horrible. Like, that guy was, he was already hurt and out of it before that. Um, whoa, the average casual adult soccer player can kick a ball with a thousand foot-pound force. The average professional soccer player can kick at about 1,200 foot-pound force. My educated guess is elite, highly trained martial artists perform very similar to the professional soccer player. I'll tell you what. You put somebody down on their hands and knees, and I kick them in the head like that. It's going to be a lot more than that. They're fucked. Oh, you might. Rogan killed a guy. You know, you don't want to see that. You could, you could kill somebody yeah. doing that. You literally could snap their neck. There's no doubt about it. When if was you, that Sports Illustrated cover, though, Jamie? Because remember. Roger Huerta. Roger Huerta, Sports, Sports Illustrated. Illustrated. I want to th- and it says, is, MM, is the UFC the next emerging sport, yeah. or is it just a fad or something like that? I want to say 2006. Me too. I'm thinking 6 I think it's post... Um, it's post... Tough. 
Yeah, it's post Stefan Bonner, Forrest Griffin. Yeah, agree. And that was 2005. Yeah, so, so 2006, maybe 2007? Seven, maybe seven. Um, but so remember Roger Huerta, he got all that notoriety, and then he tried big dick in the, the UFC. Went, no, I want this, this, and this. They went, cool, we're going to sit you, and then give you the worst matchup possible. Here's Gray Maynard. Yeah. May 28th. 2006. Yeah. Boom. There it goes. What's Boom. Up, 2007. Nailed I'm sorry. 2007. Oh, oh seven. Shit. Sorry, my bad. Mother. So we were in the neighborhood. Yeah, we're close. Yeah. So this was, uh, you know, Roger Huerta was like the poster boy. Handsome, Hispanic, Latino, bad motherfucker. Remember when Roger Huerta beat that dude up that punched a chick in the face like a goddamn in superhero Austin. In, in Austin, Austin Texas? He's a big football player. The big, big football black player. Guy. Sucker punched a girl in the face in front of everybody, dropped her. And then Roger Huerta takes his shirt off and fucks this dude up. There's a scramble. You see the dude squaring off. Roger's way smaller than him. Cut to a few seconds later, you see Roger soccer kicking him. <laughs> here it is. So Roger is standing back here, and this guy steps into this girl. Oh, yeah. TMZ, son. Did World you show star. the first beginning of it? That's uh, a long video. I didn't want to yeah, but the thing. beginning of it is when he steps in and punches the girl in the face. Right there. Oh, right yeah, there. Well, he drops the girl. Go to right to the beginning. Knocks right the, the girl beginning. out. Right to the beginning. It doesn't play the whole thing. So the guy oh. in the the guy in the orange shirt, big ass dude, drops a girl, female Punched girl. Her in the face. Then look, Werta, yeah. look at him. Yeah. Good luck holding back no, Werta. He's, he's talking shit. He's saying that's a girl, man. Yeah, and he's so much smaller. This guy's like, "Fuck you! I'll fuck you up too." Werta always had good fashion too. Just want to throw that out there. There's another video of this where you hear more volume with them talking to each other. This might be the only one I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, there goes Huerta takes his shirt off and he's pissed. Yeah. Guy who hit girl, Roger Huerta. <laughs> yeah, they both took their shirt off. Okay, here we go. That guy had some titties with a... So Roger chases him down. Well, Roger was fast as fuck, too. That Hell guy yeah. had no idea what he's doing. Before he was an he knew it, animal. Th before he knew it, that dude's getting punched in the face. And at the end, you see Roger's got the dude in the ground soccer kicking him. No, it's like it's like jumping into the, into the water and there's a yeah. crocodile in there. Before you know it, look at Roger. Boom. He's out cold. You know, and that's justice, isn't it? it would he's, be he's, justice basically kept, kept, he's basically a Mexican Batman there. If he kept kicking him, it would have been justice. I mean, it was justice for sure, but fuck that guy. Oh, I know. Some guy, suck, imagine girl. sucker punching your daughter. Big, giant, 250-pound football player. Sucker punches your daughter in the him. face. It'd be hard be not to kill him. Very hard not Super to kill him. Super hard not to kill him. That guy's prison. very lucky he's alive. Yes. Very lucky he's alive, and he probably shouldn't be. If he, if he doesn't feel remorse for that, sucker punching a girl in the face like that, that's kind of, a special man. kind of piece of that's shit. That's a big dude, too. It's a giant Huge. dude. Yeah. I mean, who knows what the fuck was going on in his head. But then again... Who knows what the fuck is going on with a lot of football players that have suffered a lot of head trauma. True. Or he could just be a bad guy, though. Could be know? a bad guy. Maybe he's raised around that, thinks it's okay. Yeah, maybe. Who knows what the girl did Either too, way, right? never okay to hit a girl. Fuck, like that, too? It's That's a horrible like thing that. to watch. It's a horrible thing to watch. It's, it's I awful. Mean, that guy punching a guy like you is horrible, but punching a girl in the face? Horrible, man. There's a lot of fucking shitty humans out there, man. It's a... A real unfortunate part about us. We keep going dark. Oh, it's hard. It's tough not to. When you today. watch something like that, I know. But, but Roger, God, Roger was saved there. the day. He did, man. Superhero style. 
I bet that guy, I bet his friends like, remember that time you got murked by Roger Huerta? The t- and he's tiny, yeah. fought 155 pounds, and your giant ass is all juiced up in the goddamn weight room every day, and you still got knocked out for hitting a girl? Remember that asshole? Yeah, that every day. never lives that down. Nope. Even now, I'm sure people will find him on Instagram and be like, hey, Rogan Shaw, we're talking mad shit about you, man. Remember that? Well, You're never going to live it down. If he never went to jail for that, that's the punishment. Correct. You never went to jail for that? You're supposed to go to jail for that. Yeah. That's supposed to put you in jail for a long time. And hopefully he doesn't have kids. It's dark. 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 We, we went, went dark. dark again. We go dark sometimes. What else is on this card this weekend? Yeah, she is uh, uh, Anthony Pettis. That's a fun one. Everybody's slept on that fight. I know. It's another one that's gone under the radar. I know. Chiesa, I love, I love Anthony Pettis. Guys. Very interesting, man. Chiesa, man, he fucking submitted Benil Dariush. He gets your back. You're Fucksville, But son. remember, he got submitted by Kevin Lee. He did, but he didn't. He didn't. He didn't get submitted. The referee stopped it. I know, but no, he was no, saying no. he was good. Look, he, he was tightening up his neck. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't seen out. that. You got to let the guy go out. Oh, come on, brother. 100%. He was, Paul uh, Felder, I, Al Iaquinta. That Woo! kicks it off. Woo! Dude, Cater, did you see? You remember Cater fighting in yes, Boston? He's yeah. a monster. Calvin Cater and uh, Moicano. That's a good fight, too. Go Dude, look there. at the undercard. You got Borg. You got Joe Lozon. Go you up there, Ke- upper right-hand quarter. Calvin Cater and Hanato Moicano. Great that's fight. A, that's a great fight. That's fight, fight of the night written all over it. Yeah, dude. All over it. God, there's fucking five excellent fights in that, that main card. Look at your boy Fleece Her- or Look at your girl Fleece Herring. Yeah. Versus Carolina. Yes. Carolina Kivalkovic. And then I'm not even mad at the the fight pass fight. The, no. the main one, uh, your boy Bruce Leary versus uh, Lobov. Ooh, Did you hear about Artem Lobov, who's off the Team Connor, and then Team Khabib saw each other and they got into it? Did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Team Connor and then the Team Khabib's got really into it. Because Khabib obviously asked for Connor when right. Tony fr- fell out and Dana was like, come on, let's get real. Yeah, you can't put that. You have a better shot at fighting Ben Askren. I read there's a video supposedly of uh, Lobov calling him a coward. And like he was calling him out to say it to his face. Oh wow, so that never luck. goes good, good with luck those with guys that. from. Uh, For Dagestan, this is yeah. Dagestan, right? Yeah, you know how many people he must have seen get killed. Shit, Nurmagomedov, like mentally, he's in a completely different space. God damn, Mike came and be in color. Hashtag yeah, why, do Mike, why do they have Mike Rodriguez? Why is Mike in black and white? Why is what he in the dad fuck shorts? Kind of shit is this? What kind of bullshit. What is this bullshit? They didn't even didn't even allow him to flex. God damn, they Mike's caught him guts out. There. He has the fucking regular <laughs> Russell shorts on that you get in gym class. <laughs> fuck, Mike. Oh man. Oh, Joe Lozon's on the card too. Mike, slow Mike mm. Rodriguez. That's not a great nickname. Uh, <laughs> slow Mike. That's not good. <laughs> That's a trick. It's fast. So fast, I couldn't get him a colored picture. Um, light heavyweight. Look at that. One two hundred five and one ninety two. What is that? What's that shit? That's not, not real weight. His real weight is not one ninety two. One of them's two hundred five. One's one ninety two. That doesn't even make any sense. Like unless they're fighting at eighty five and they caught them before the weight cut. That makes zero sense. That makes zero sense. One guy's thirteen pounds heavier. Like he, what? What weight class are they fighting? I mean, no, I know that's that's light heavyweight. But what you is know that? What? Mike Mike Rodriguez, with strange name for black black guy, last name Mike or Rodriguez. Might be Cuban. Maybe um, his name's Mike though, slow mo Mike. But um, he just fortunate he got a picture because usually they just throw up a shadow if they don't have it. Right. This time they went. You know what? You're not getting a shadow. We're going black and white for yeah. you. Yeah, we're gonna let people know that you haven't really fought in the UFC before, <laughs> so we'll give you. A but we're black still gonna get pictures. <clears throat> what do you think about Kiesa and Pettis? 
Ah, uh, man, Pettis, right? Uh, it's just it's on a bad streak. He's on a rough streak. He won his last one, right? But then him fighting at forty-five. Whoever told him to do that's insane. So I'm that's a, how Holloway got his belt. But I'm a Kevin Lee fan. But I say he did not submit Michael Chiesa. You're I say he had it, You're and they should have let him. They should have let him go out, and he would have won. But they didn't, and he didn't. Okay. Well, we're in the same boat. Yeah. However, if it would have kept going on, he would have been choked unconscious. Maybe not. Maybe not. I've been doing jiu-jitsu maybe, way too long not maybe. to know. Chiesa is like Hicks and Gracie. Hicks and Gracie lets black belts take his back no, with I a full know. rear naked choke, and he's like, go ahead. I know, crazy. Try to choke. I know, that's... that's, that's you know, you know what Gracie we're talking. That's Hickson for Hickson. God's sakes. Yeah. That's a, f- I love Chiesa. That's a far cry right. from Hickson Gracie. But and also, he went to go tap. If you look at the video, you look at the video. He he panics a little bit, and now he's a he's a, a, a black belt. I think yeah. he said that he knows he what was, the fuck he's doing. He, he was, was going concentrating out. on his neck. If you hear him talk about it, that he tightened, he put all his focus on his neck, and he let his hands go, and he's just tightening it up. Nah. Oh yeah, and you have Kevin <clears throat> Lee, who's a fucking anaconda around your neck, yep. and has previous wins of rear naked chokes. Yep. I don't buy it. I agree with you. They should have let it go on. I think we've been choked unconscious. Got to let it go on. You have to. You got to let it go on. The, re- the, the only worst rest I've seen was the ref in the uh, Joseph Parker fight. I didn't see Anthony that Joshua. fight. The ref would not fucking let these guys fight. Anytime they even got close, he'd jump in there and push them away. Hmm, who do you think that favored? They, I think they thought it was going to favor Anthony Joshua. For sure, they want him to win. But actually favored... Um, Parker? It, it, yeah. It, they, yeah. Well, yeah. Did you agree with the decision? Yes. That, Parker it, definitely lost. But uh, I don't agree where people are like, oh, Anthony Joshua looked bad in an off night. No, no, you morons. The, and Pauly mentioned this. The distance they fought in is such a high level. No one got hit. And Parker's such a good boxer. His jab is so goddamn good. It, it was just a battle of straight skill, man. Mm. And I thought it was so impressive. And people walk away from him going, man, Anthony Joshua's not that good. I went, man, he's better than I thought. He can box way better than I thought. Well, it's because you understand fighting. Yes. The people that say well, it's not that good because he didn't win by spectacular knockout. Yes. Like Deontay Wilder. Correct. <clears throat> Wilder, that's, a, that's interesting. The Wilder fight is very interesting because Wilder talks a ton of shit. Mm-hmm. He's exciting. He's brash. He's got serious knockout power. Crazy. He, he, and he's fun to watch, man. And he's like a brash American. You know, That's it, a great it's fight. It's a great fight. When and are what? they going to do that? Does Wilder have to fight somebody first? It sounds like Joshua's going to fight someone else and Wilder's going to fight someone else. Why are they doing that? That's so stupid. It's so stupid. You know how boxing is, yeah. man. It's so stupid. Well, they build it up to make this big, giant event. And when it comes off, like, look, it comes off. It comes off like Pacquiao versus Mayweather. It's giant. It's the number one problem with boxing. Give us the matchups everyone wants to see. Yeah. That's why the UFC gains so much ground. Right. Because usually Dana, besides Askren and Khabib, usually when there's a fight, Dana goes, boom, there you go. Super, you want to see Steve ADC? Boom, there you go. Yep. Connor Aldo? Boom, there you go. <clears throat> yeah. So we get all this. Connor, Eddie yeah. Alvarez? There you go. So we yeah. get these super fights. In boxing, like, no, no, they, listen, we want to do this, and this guy's a mandatory. I manage this guy, and this guy's PBC boxing. This guy's Showtime. So, mm. so it's just all this red tape. Yeah. It'd be a phenomenal fight. It'd be a phenomenal fight. Phenomenal fight. It's going to happen. I think it happens. I don't know if it happens at the end of this year. but I just can't believe Triple G and Canelo are not going to fight That's May such a 5th. Bummer. I you, feel like it's not even, I mean, what is today's date? Is today April 5th? It's a month away. Yeah, I know. And they haven't, even, they haven't even put the, uh, the, the hearing together. No. The hearing is like, what, the 18th or something? Canelo backed out. Why did he back out? I, I just don't think, I think he knew the odds were against him and backed out. And then, you know, Triple G still planning on fighting May 5th. Wow. He's still going to fight. And Who I was the hoping fuck he, is he going to fight? I'd love it if he fought Billy Joe Saunders, but Joe Saunders can't fight till June. So, Why? Tri- uh, 
because uh, he has he's coming off a hand injury. But he's like, oh. I'm ready in June. Let's do it in June. If I'm if I'm Triple G, I'm not fighting May fifth. You, you're going to sell thirty pay per views. When Canelo drops out, whoever they replace with, it's not going to be a huge name. I'm sure it's going to be a tough guy. It's going to be a worthy opponent. It's going to be a tough. You know, it's not going to make you bank. You make bank off your pay per view. Yeah, nobody just does fight that like in the June. UFC. Just fight in June. Right. Fight, fight, fucking uh, Billy Joe Saunders in June for us. Yeah, but the problem is they don't have the date in June. When you look at a, a venue like the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, that motherfucker is booked, booked out, out for years. way in advance. Yeah. Except for the Mayweather on McGregor fight. The Mayweather McGregor fight, they found an opening. And uh, they said, let's do it. Because now you're dealing with the <clears throat> boxing commission. Yeah. Then they have to pay. They have to pay. They, yeah. No, uh, Ice Cube's Basketball League had it booked. So they made they a deal pay like Ice Cube's like Basketball League. Yeah. How much do they three have to pay? Three on three league. How much do they like have to three, pay? Six, Ice Cube? I heard I six know. million. Yeah, something. Really? Yeah, yeah. I heard six million. To, and then they didn't like Damn. the parking lot. But it's three on three basketball. for So Ice Cube, get the fuck out the way. I'll watch three on three at the rack. I'm not trying to see these old basketball players play three on three. Get the fuck out so we can watch Conor versus Floyd. What Don't is give us Ice any Cube's hassle. basketball league? It's this three on three league. Yeah, what they, is it? They have a bunch of old like college players and some old NBA players, and they play a three on three half court game. Oh. They put it on TV. It was like done every week in a different city in like a. They have a four point thing. shot. It's like you know if they, what? It, if they had a Masters League and you could only use your left jab, that's what it's like you in the can't UFC. Have a four no, it's point a fucking shot, night, man. Sons of bitches. Karate is back. New World Full Contact Karate Combat League kicks off. Is this with uh, Boss Rutten? Just announced today, yeah. Yeah, Boss Rutten is the uh, commentator. The commentator. He's coming on. He might have something to do with the organization too. Boss is coming on next week to talk about it. El Guapo in the house. I love Boss. I love Boss too. They play in a pit, or they fight rather in a pit. It's in a like, straight pit, like yeah, sand pit? Look at it, look at it. See it? Oh, bro, Chuck Norris did this shit. Yeah, that's the way to go, man. Oh, yeah, it worked out great for Chuck. Look, it did work out great. He had a lot of successful shows. Yeah, they have a fight booked April 26th in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Boy fought in it. They're going to fight with karate pants on, too, it looks like. So they're fighting with little gloves on, but they're wearing karate pants. And it's going to be in the Olympics. Not this exact thing, but karate's in the Olympics for the next one. Karate's in the Olympics. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, all mm. these fighters better pray to God Wonder Boy doesn't get a feather up his ass yeah. decide to join this league. Or Raymond Daniels or yes. these world-class guys. Oh, you're screwed. <clears throat> now, can you kick to the legs? Oh, I don't know about rules on it. You yet. better be able to kick to the legs. You can fuck it. Yeah. For sure fighting a sandpit, though. <laughs> they should fight in a basketball court. Oh, God Enough! damn it. Stop that. I can't. We can't, we I can't, can't stop. sell that. Fight in a basketball court. Period. Doesn't say much don't let them get rules. too close to the fans. <laughs> Don't let me get too close to the three rounds. Uh, three rounds, three minutes. Offensive techniques scored more highly than Counter Strikes. It says karate is back. <laughs> Approximately fifty million Americans have participated in karate mm. at some point in their lives. Whoa. And then I and then I grew the oh, fuck up. That, you gotta stop with that. Then I grew the fuck up. Yeah. Then I realized, oh, I'm not learning shit that John Claude did in the movies, and this isn't fun anymore. Yeah, when someone says that, karate, approximately fifty million Americans have participated in karate at some point in their life. Yeah. Little kids taking fucking karate classes. My seven year old's awesome out of <laughs> Correct. Yeah, me too. That's great. I was a yellow belt. Fuck out of here. <clears throat> the problem with karate is we already know about MMA and we already know about Muay Thai. But and jiu-jitsu. What I do like is if they allow leg kicks and they have uh those small gloves on, it's basically like it's an it, MMA fight but all standing. Yeah, it's all standing. But also they're not going to allow leg kicks. God, they got to allow leg kicks. That's a huge fuck up if they don't allow leg kicks. Is Boss just a commentator? He's in on it know. as promoter. I don't know. I'm going to want to find out next week. But I would I would hope that they allow leg kicks. I don't even like <clears throat> that Glory doesn't allow elbows. I feel yeah, like you should strange. allow elbows. I agree. 
I think that's the sport. The sport is if you're going to stand up, it should be Muay Thai. I mean, that, that to me is the sport. The rules of Muay Thai. You could throw wheel kicks in Muay Thai. Yeah. You could throw flying side kicks. You do whatever the fuck you want. But you also can do Muay Thai, like knees to the body, elbows to the face, all those super effective close-range techniques that glory doesn't allow. But I think they're worried about with the elbows. Guys aren't going to be able to fight you know, close together because the elbows because yeah. the cuts. Yeah. But however, I'd rather deal with that than not allow elbows. Well, I don't like the guys fighting close together. I think that's super dangerous. That's I think the sport, have, though, isn't it? But when you have guys fight more than one time in a night, I think that is fucking crazy. When you have guys fight two, three times a night like Joe Schilling did in the, the L.A. Last Man Standing yeah. event, that is bananas. Like you are, You're taking a giant chance. You're hoping that someone doesn't get severely concussed, even in a win in their first fight, and then come back and fight in the doesn't second fight. Doesn't that make fight. it fun, though? Like, that's kind of the nature of the game? Like, what yeah. about wrestling? Like, NCAAs, those guys wrestle a few They're not times. getting head kicked. They're cutting massive weight. They are cutting massive weight, but they're not getting head kicked. Getting, getting head kicked in the first round and getting up at the count of seven. And then fighting wobbly, later. And then fighting, and then nuts. getting head kicked again an hour later. It's like, nuts. Crazy. I agree. It's crazy. I just don't like it. Just to, and also, you don't get the best guy versus the best guy in an even situation, right? Like, if one guy wins by first-round knockout, the other guy has a four-round war, like Joe Schilling did when he fought Simon Marcus, right? Amazing fight. Crazy fight. They go to three rounds. It's a draw. They go to the third. And Joe had been knocked down, I think, in the first, and then Joe starched him in the fourth. But isn't that kind of cool? If, if you know the sport, you're like, damn, look how these guys just get through this. They've dealt with this. Yes. And now it's, it's kind of cool. But... But we know the repercussions. Most people don't. Right. Well, then the UFC should bring back a tournament, too, then. I'm not I mean, mad at that. The pride tournaments. It's so old school. Yeah. It's, and people are probably going to die because guys are so good now, but <laughs> it's what you sign up for. Well, the problem is if one guy goes through three rounds of hell and the other guy just lands like a Connor straight left hand they did on Aldo and wins in 13 seconds, it's just not fair. I know. And, you know, but that, but, 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 but however, exciting. that guy pulled off that 13-second knockout. Another guy had a war. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, Glory is the only organization right now that's mainstream where you could watch guys fight more than once in a night. I, and they I, do it all the time. Here's, here's the point why the UFC is <laughs> never going to do it and most sports won't do it. it it's hard to it, – A, it's, it's a long show. B, it's hard to market that. It shouldn't be sanctioned. No. I mean, yeah, there's just, a reason why it's yeah. not. I, yeah. you're, you're in the right here. There's a reason yeah. why it's not. I play devil's advocate, but the reason why it's not is because the, the masses are like, what? Isn't it weird? We just saw him get kicked in the face fighting again. They sanction it for kickboxing. But they don't sanction that for MMA. Isn't that weird? Because, like, Last Man Standing was in L.A. We saw that at yeah. the fucking forum. Mm -hmm. That was uh, that was right here. The whole the whole rules are weird. The, the judge, and we've talked about this before, and that's why I was so intrigued about the uh, Tony Ferguson fight. And this is why I, I did uh, stand-up at uh, the uh, San Jose Improv. And in the front row, and I didn't know they were going to be there, was all of Team AK, John Fitch, Thompson, stuff like that. And uh, after the show, someone in front of them asked me, uh, for, this before Ferguson dropped, they went, Ferguson, Khabib, who's going to win? And I, 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 it was a toss-up for me because I thought Tony was going to do work off his back. He right. was going to land crazy amount of elbows and fuck up Khabib's face. But because Khabib was on top, he'd get the win via decision. And I said the losers are going to be the judges because they won't know how to judge that fight. Mm. And saying that in front of the AK team was awkward. Depends upon how it plays out, but if it plays out the way you described it, yeah. If if Tony is landing big shots from the bottom, submission <laughs> threats, elbows, yeah. his face getting bloody, but Khabib's doing work yeah. on top, but Tony's still threatening elbows, elbows, right. just fucking him up. It's possible, but if Khabib mauls him, it should be real clear. 
we the don't judge even know if we're ever going right. to see that now, and that is a that's a sin against humanity. Dana says we won't. Dana says we will never crazy. see it. He, he said he said crazy shit like John Jones never being a main event again. He said a lot true, of crazy shit. True. He says this shit. person gets a title shot, and then someone else does. Yeah, but I think he's as emotional. He's upset. <laughs> I'd be pissed too. But also, think how much money he's missed out on. Oh, yeah. that, that'd be if they tried again. Be the fifth time trying to promote this. Is that the also, fifth? Really? This is the fourth they've dropped out. No. Fourth they've tried to make this fight. That's insane. Sean Shelby and Joe Sale was trying to make this fight before he retired. It's oh the one fight God. he wanted to make, never happened. Oh my so God. if you're Dana, you're like, hold up, how much money have we put in marketing to these fucks? And it just doesn't happen for us. We're out. But if We're it out. does happen, you got to do it. You know, you said that you didn't believe it was going to happen until you saw the door bolt and they're standing next to each other. And here we are. Yeah, you're right. It's such a shame. <sighs> you're the first person I texted when I saw it because we were talking about how sad we'd be. <laughs> it's such a bummer. But this is the next best thing. No, the next best thing is Connor. This is the next best, next this best the thing. Next, you, this is the next best thing on a six days notice. Yeah, you would never get Connor on six days notice. No. But, but if Connor, what if Connor was scheduled to fight? See, the thing about a Connor at this stage is there's no tune up fights. It's, there's never, it's never going to happen again. No. Like every fight is just giant. The only fight where, where it would be a level playing field would be Nate Diaz because he's been out just as long. <laughs> so yeah. you're both gonna be, you have a little bit of ring rust. You're both gonna be out for a long time. You're both going through the same thing. You fight a guy like Khabib. Do you think they offered it to Nate? Who do you think they offered it to? We know they offered it to Ortega. Ortega, Eddie Alvarez, and uh, Alvarez said no, right? Yeah. Why did he say no? I'm not sure. Out of shape. Too, too heavy shape? right now. Oh yeah, he's 190. He's been said. doing it too long. He knows. He said he's he's like, I'm, not, I'm not making that stuff. He said I'm all of 190. <laughs> I love Eddie Alvarez. Imagine losing. 35 fucking pounds. Nah. How, how much, and if you know, please say it for everyone, how much do you think they paid Max Holloway to take this fight? Six-day notice, and they go, bro, we know you're champ at 145. <laughs> Here's the offer. Because there's no I way know, we're just giving you this much. All I know is what Eddie told me on the podcast about Tony. He said he was going to make millions. So if that's what we know, we got to assume there's a big paycheck in it for Max Holloway. I told... Uh, Brian goes, how much do you think he's going to pay? And I said, if I'm Max, I don't take that fight for under $4 million. I know they're, they're in a tough position, and they need a big name, and they're mm. trying to recruit the pay-per-views. So I got them back in a corner. I'm on the, a long-ass win streak. Mm. I'm saying $4 million or bust. Ooh, you're a bold man. I'd say two. Two? <coughs> After taxes? Yeah. That's not worth it. <laughs> That's fucked up. Not noise. when you're fighting Khabib? Fuck, no. <laughs> what? Ah, I need a million for every day. So six days, six, you, six you know, uh, you know, Max can submit people, but we don't anticipate him submitting Khabib. It just it seems like Khabib's grappling's on a higher level than Max. It seems like the way Max can win this fight is by pacing, because Max is even if Max is not in shape, he's in phenomenal shape. I mean, he's just, he's got an incredible cardio base, and he really knows how to pace himself very well. Pacing if it's more of a stand-up fight and <clears throat> if it's at his tempo. Yep. Khabib goes, watch your tempo, and just throws in a blender. Yeah, he's... So, yeah. and it's a six-day notice, and it's a Max who's taking time off, spending time with his family, so all the chips are just stacked against Max. All of it. And it's a weight class above his weight class. It's Khabib, who's a huge 155. It's arguably the best grappler in the UFC. And, 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 and the other problem is he really doesn't entertain the stand-up game, so your chance of the, the, one, the yeah. home run shot, it's even 
dropped even lower. That's why I'm saying four mil. Did you hear what he said about it? He said, thank you to, for taking fight. I don't think you'll ever be the same again. Oh. So after Mufasa. this fight, I don't think you'll ever be the same again. And he's probably not lying. <sighs> That's a dark thing to say, too. Not just, oh, my win, God. I but you'll that. never be the same again. Uh, <clears throat> it breaks my heart. Dude, we might see I it. hope he's wrong. And you know what? You know what I do in, if I was in Max's corner, and if and if it's like halfway through that second round, and I'm like, damn, Max looks exhausted because he's not in shape. He's just taking a beating. He's so tough. He's probably gonna last five rounds. I throw in that towel. I'm gonna take all the shit for the, from the fans because I don't want Max dealing with this because this isn't this isn't his fight. To be yeah, honest, this right. isn't his fight. This isn't his path. Well, he's gonna make four million. Hopefully, and he's gonna be set for life financially if he's smart with his money. However, this isn't his path. We did this to help out the UFC. He made bank. Here's the towel. Fuck you. I know you're, you're going to hate me, Max. We'll talk in Hawaii over a bowl of uh, ahi tuna. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, if we know, we, I think with a Khabib fight, one of the things is after the first round, you kind of know how it's going to go. Well, no. It's, but the thing to, for Max, too, if he had 12 weeks and he's in phenomenal shape and he gets taken down all uh, kind of Chad Mendez, Conor McGregor, when Conor mm -hmm. got taken down, we're like, it's just a matter of time. Wear him out. Matter of time, you're going to catch him. But with this, Khabib's in better shape. He's yeah. had more time. He's been preparing for a guy who's insane cardio shape. So it's just the odds are so fucked for Max. It's crazy. Crazy. <sighs> really crazy. I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm so stressed. As, I, as I'm explaining it myself, I'm stressed out. Wow, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be a good one. So we were talking before, let's wrap this up, but before talking before this, we want to do a fight companion, but there's no fights that we're all around for a fight companion. So let's let's do a fight companion, get all the boys in here, well, and, and put on some fights. Doing some a random night fights. or something like that. Yeah, a random, like a fucking Tuesday or some shit. And my, maybe we're going mm. pizzas. Yeah. I mean, you eat pizza every now and then. Well, every I'll now and then. Me too. Try not to. Well, wait, we'll save for a cheat meal. Okay. How about neither one of us cheat till that night? Okay. Deal? It's a deal. 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 I'll get the pizzas. Right. Let's wrap this bitch up. <clears throat> Brendan Schaub, uh, Big Brown Breakdown. No, below the iTunes. belt. No more. Oh, no more. It's just You're below the belt. It? Well, no, the, the podcast is renamed Below the Belt. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's still on my show. You know what I'm saying? It's still on my show. Below the belt. Yeah, ne you next episode. Change the name of your podcast. Just so it's all in cohesion. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I like it. Next episode's number four. Episode next Wednesday night, and then uh, tfatk.com, tfatk.com, find the kid, and then uh, Friday night, Bakersfield. There's 30 tickets left this Friday night, Where Bakersfield, you at in Bakersfield? Uh, Tumberland Brewing, or something. Joey okay. Diaz is there. I guess it's a good spot. I love Bakersfield. I'm it's excited. fucking fun, man. I had a great time in Bakersfield. I'm there this Friday night, and then <laughs> uh, April 20th, 21st, Calgary, Yuck Yucks. Boom, beautiful. Houston, June, TFATK. Love you. Bye, everybody.